everybody and welcome to the Tuesday show. My name is James Chen and I am joined by... Hey, I'm Walter David. Thanks uh, for having me over yet again. It's cool to be sitting here next to you where I am. Of course, yes. How's it going? Uh, you know, you know. it seems like a, uh, you're not wearing a hoodie today. I was surprised when I'm you walked in. Yeah, you walk it's nice the... and warm in Los Angeles, so no yeah. need. As you know. <laughs> and uh, warm here. I was surprised when you walked in the door and were, you know, hoodie-less here. It's very interesting, so. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a little unusual, but like I said, it's pretty warm. And I'm sure you're feeling that yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, cool, cool. Well, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. I mean, so obviously, warm weather, there's been theories that it might help, but, you know, uh, against, obviously, the, the, the virus stuff, but... Uh, I don't think that that's actually a thing, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. we'll see. That's something that is theorized because it's happened like that in the past. But that doesn't mean that it's going to be like that in the future or with this one. That's not very well tested. And by the way, about half of the Earth like is on the other side of the hemisphere from us. <laughs> right. You know how that works? And yep. uh, there are still some cases in that part of the world, too. So it's it may not actually work like that. Exactly. Exactly. So but, you know, obviously, uh, COVID-19 continues to, uh, you know, make its way through the FGC, causing all sorts of, uh, you know, unfortunate news and, and bad situations. So, uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. You want to get started talking about some of that? Sure. Yeah. All right. So I mean, that's that's part of what we're going to talk about. Obviously, we're going to talk about a couple of tournaments that happened. Um, not very much offline, as you know, but there still were some events that took place, at least uh, on the internet. We'll get to some topics on five five matchup. I think we have some interesting ones that were proposed today, as well as one that we're going to talk about. Some game news. You know, things continue to happen in the fighting game side of things, in the actual games, and then there's community news to talk about as well. But yeah, we'll start by talking about the biggest news, which continues, of course, to be COVID-19-related cancellations and postponements. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, you know, one by one, a lot of the big major events that we've all been kind of looking forward to are uh, going down. And uh, unfortunately, this morning, I, I wasn't even aware about it until just recently, um, that combo breaker... Uh, has been canceled now, so it that's has. the that's probably the biggest one of all the uh, events because obviously Combo Breaker is you know considered by large many group of people to be their favorite fighting game event of the year, and yep. it's always been uh, a lot of fun and it was going to be a, you know new venue, bigger size, you know Combo Breaker, even more Combo Breaker this year, and uh, unfortunately. Uh, you know, they said, you know, uh, they believe it's the right decision. I, I agree with them, but they're yeah. going to cancel the event. Right. It is canceled. Um, it's a, it's a huge bummer, of course. I think you're right to say that this is one of the events that people like the most. It's one of my favorite events and has been for many years. And I always look forward to it for many reasons. I like hanging out with the people who are there and who come there from other parts of the country and the world. And they they run it very well, and there's a and there's a lot to do from a gamer perspective. It hasn't been in an area where there's a lot to do, but there's just been a 24-hour venue. Lots of companies come to show things off. There's a thousand games being played, and multiple different places where you can watch and play them. There's just it's just a really really great event, and I really like the people who run it. And so I'm I'm sad 
you know, of course it's the right call, but I'm sad because I would have liked to have gone. I'm also sad for the people involved. You know, like I said, oh, yeah. they're, they're friends of mine, and I know that this has been a very difficult decision. Financially, I, it makes sense, <clears throat> of course, but it's still it's still a tough one. Yeah, I mean, the the nice thing that I saw was that you know the the the, the site mentioned that they did are working with the government and they talked to the government about it. So it sounds like at least, you know, maybe they have some sort of force majeure kind of uh, case where they're not going to hopefully be financially put into ruins by this whole yeah. entire thing. And you mentioned too, you know, I was super looking forward to this year because I've never been in the Chicago proper area, you know, the city area. And you had mentioned in the past there wasn't much to do around the venue, but that was gonna change this year, that we were gonna be able to explore Chicago and stuff and i had even thought about maybe sticking around for a day or two just so i can have fun in chicago for first time you know ever because I, like i said i've never really been in the windy city area uh, you know i've always been every time i've gone to chicago it's always been you know i then travel to frosty faustings or then i travel to you know uh, uh combo breaker and they're not quite in there so yeah um, well that's how combo breaker was going to be this year it was going to be in schaumburg which is a suburb and is not closer to the city of Chicago than... Oh, Boston. really? Oh, Yeah, it wasn't oh, going to okay. be in the city of Chicago. Oh, dang, I thought it was. Okay, oh, that's my mistake. No, it was going to be closer to the airport, which is great. It's going to be closer to O'Hare, but it wasn't going to be in the city of Chicago. That said, at, in that area where there, you know, there's the, the Schaumburg Convention Center, there is more stuff going on because you're not in the absolute mega boonies like the Pheasant Run <laughs> Resort is. Right. But, yeah, you're not in... Chicago, right? right? I mean, in any case, it would have been closer to the city. Uh, yeah, it, it, it would have been it would have been great. It, I was looking forward to it personally because this was going to be the first major that I would have entered a tournament. That's right. Since Evo, Evo 2012. That's right. Was the last time that I entered a major. <sighs> I've talked many times about like you know what's been going on. I had all sorts of nerve and joint problems and things that persist, but that I've been able to figure out ways to address and and not to entirely overcome i don't think that that'll ever happen but i right. have been able to address them enough that i have enough control over my execution over my hands which is not how it was in the past that i feel that i can play games again right and so i have been playing games again and i've been entering locals and i was ramping up and the intention was to enter combo breaker as my first one and then after that to make that a regular practice but I figured that Combo Breaker would make sense just as a timeline. I think it made sense for me. Late May would have given me more time to feel secure in my hands. It would have been more time to feel like I've relearned how to play games. More and time for you I to really learn. I like Combo Breaker, and I know it's run really well. So I just I felt like that was a, a good one to start out on. And when I signed up for it, just the feeling of signing up was such a cathartic feeling. It, huh. it was it was almost overwhelming. You know, it was it was like it, this was the beginning of of the end of me feeling like I'm out in fighting game wilderness Ugh. and I have this weird perspective of like I'm looking down on it because I'm commentating but I'm not like in it really anymore right, right. and I felt like I could be and that was going to be what I felt like was the start was gotcha. combo breaker so, so I felt like I had you know I had a lot of riding on that but I'm not I still of course they made they made the right call right so I, I'm not upset at them in the slightest. It's that it's a terrible situation, and yeah, yeah. I'm glad that they've made the choice that they've made, and I think that's right health-wise, and it sucks. 
know. Yeah, it's, it's, a uh, it's, an, it's an unfortunate situation, and you know, it's it's tough for a lot of people because you know, like some people are mentioning in the chat that Combo Breaker was kind of could be Evo for MK11. You know, right. it's the Evo for Killer Instinct and for Skullgirls and for right. a lot of communities out there, and so yeah, that's a that's that's. That's rough. I mean, your your story, obviously, like, I, I get where you're coming from because you're really sad that you can't go there anymore to compete, but you know yeah. it's the right decision. But, yes. you know, it's just an, an example of, oh, God, ah, the cat, oh, no, destroying the illusion. Um, the, uh, she you walked know, behind me. What do you mean? It was, it was yeah, like that's that. right. It, it walked on air behind you. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it was just, it's, it's, it's a good anecdote to how much combo breaker means to a lot of people and how much uh yeah. it was you know that a lot of people you know personally were going to be looking forward to the event so you know that that's just a that's a good uh it's a good indication basically but see now yeah. that the illusion has been ruined here i can go what do you I, mean? I should. I want to name you. Uh, so someone on the uh, YouTube comments came up with the best name possible, and I'm really disappointed in myself that I didn't come up with it myself. But uh -huh. they called him David Hologram, and I was just like, man, how did I not come up with David Hologram? It's how, a really good one. I know, right? I mean, it's just like I'm so disappointed in myself. <laughs> <laughs> that, that I didn't that I didn't come up with that on my own so but there you go so yeah uh, but you know I don't know what I'm talking about because clearly you are here so you know <laughs> yeah I've instead actually appeared there and tried my best to make it seem like I'm kind of being shady about it and a little bit 2D but that took <laughs> a lot of makeup work folks that wasn't for nothing yeah exactly <laughs> that was difficult <laughs> you know, there's this... I purposely made my face extremely washed out on purpose, as if there's a light very close to my face right now. Like, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, I mean, like, there's this event that took place in uh, in uh, Southern California uh, in Laguna Beach, I think it was, called Pageant of the Masters, where they put makeup right. on people in a specific way, and then they pose like paintings, and then they shine this light, and they look completely 2D all of a sudden. That's what we did to you. We put on sure all the is. makeup, you know, and, and shine this magic light on you, so now you look like you're 2D, but actually you're 3D. So And your hand and is not actually... I did it on actually... myself because we, of course, maintained self-isolation, so... You're welcome, everybody. I spent a lot of time on this. <laughs> so, look, Combo Breaker being canceled is... is That was the one that many of us kept talking about, wasn't it? X tournament's canceled. Well, do you think Combo Breaker's going to be okay? Y tournament's canceled. Do you think Combo Breaker's going to be okay? We were... We talked about this a lot. I mean, we talked about this on the show. Do you think Combo Breaker is going to be okay? We have, we've right. been talking about it because it, it does have this role in the scene of being so popular of being very community focused and you know now to know that it is canceled is i i just i feel like i'm like we're not going to have offline events this year i guess is is yeah, how it, i'm feeling combo um, breaker was definitely kind of like the the starting domino of the major events right yes because you know if combo breaker happened that means ceo and evo were going to be safe 
you know. Right. But now that combo breaker is down, now, you know, I think everybody's probably being very realistic that CEO and Evo are probably going to be done as well. They are probably going to be done as well. I think that's I think that's true. I mean, the Olympics are already postponed, and yeah. that was going to take place at around the same period of time. You oh, know, that's, that's right. CEO is is looking at trying to get delayed potentially till December. Yeah. Yeah. So there. You I don't know. Is that is that going to cut it? Uh, yeah. Right. Exactly. Is December I mean, really, even going to be good enough of a time? We don't even know at this point. We really don't know. The look. Another tournament that got canceled was Viennality. That was supposed to take place July 3rd to 5th in Vienna, Austria. July 3rd to 5th in Vienna, Austria. So that's been set back now. And their statement is uh, that they will not take place then. And that, you know, they say if we have more news to share, we'll talk about it. But um, even for them, there's no... They're not postponing it. I mean, maybe they are, but they're not explicitly saying that they're postponing it. It's just not going to take place now. And if July isn't going to happen, like, what real justification is there for CEO in June to happen instead? Right. And and not only that, but just looking at the trends of the the virus itself, we have yeah. surpassed 150,000 cases. We can't even talk about how many are not documented i mean right. uh i forgot if we even talked Wayne. about the players who got hit by covid last week i don't i don't think we had a chance or did we talk about that i i can't even remember if we talked about like li joe and uh, right. dr stance and all those guys getting hit by covid but you know i talked with flux and you know yeah. he was massively sick he's 90 percent sure that he got it but he wasn't diagnosed with it. He's not going to be on that number of confirmed cases because it was right. all happening within his own home and his own experience. How many people do we not, you know, that are going through it that way that we yeah. don't have that information for? And so it's not slowing down. It's ramping up and, you know, it's getting worse. Like our curve is is like skyrocketing at this point in time and it's absolutely terrifying and do i expect it to be done by december we all could be doing this uh social i mean our uh, self-quarantining for the rest of the year frankly um i i i i i I would like to hope that it is solved by like october or november right realistically it could definitely be taken care of by then do I want to have that kind of hope or do I want to prepare for having all the way through 2020 to be self-quarantined? My brain is already kind of like, yeah, we're probably going to be self-quarantining for the entire year. And I'd almost kind of rather just have that in my brain than to believe that we'll be fine by October. You know, it's just kind of the way it works. Yeah, I saw somebody on Twitter today, I, I won't blow them up, but um, they said that it was, although, you know, sad, disappointing to see that Combo Breaker had been officially canceled. At the same time, it's it put the question to rest. And there there's value in that at least, right, to not have it be up in the air. It would have been great if it could have taken place. But I there is a little bit of me that's like a little mm, relieved to just have 
finality on it, just to know, mm. and now I can plan at least, right? It's not what I wanted to have planned for, but I at least can plan, and, you know, there's that at least. So I'm not, as far as whether we're going to be cooped up all year, That there's just too much speculation to say for that, but at least with things that are closer to where we are in time, at least we can be a little bit more just be able to plan and be able to set reasonable expectations for ourselves, you know, rather than to think the like, worst case scenario is what happened with Final Combat LCQ where, you know, everybody flew there, everybody was there and it was cancelled the day before. That, you know, to avoid that kind of just uh, worst case kind of unfortunate situation, which, I mean, look, it was the right call for them to call it off, right? But just the, the timing of it is something that I'm. I hope that we don't go through again. So I'd rather know as early as possible. Just be sure, be able to sort of plan my weekends instead, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, um, and so as far as what Combo Breaker is doing, no tournament, but they are going to do other stuff, and and I think that they're handling this really, really well. So they will be sending people some gifts and if you go to their website they have a little status update they're going to be giving everybody a combo breaker pin a 50 page commemorative magazine a no coast no kings lanyard which is their slogan and then a combo breaker 2020 struck through badge so the badge is combo breaker and then 2020 with the 2020 like with a strike through oh jeez which I, I love it I would love to just have that anyway I think that's great like <laughs> yeah. that's just I mean, I, I, I haven't actually entered because I, like I was going to work it, but I'm going to have to ask to see if I can collect some of the stuff too. <laughs> I'm going to have to talk That's to right, yeah. I'm going to have to talk to Rick and be like, "Hey, as a non-competitor, but person who is going to work there, can I pick up some of this so, stuff?" Like, like we've talked with um, for other tournaments, like for example, final round. Um, you know, said that it couldn't afford to refund everything. They gave a set refund. Um, other events said that they couldn't give a refund. Similar sort of situation here, right? So Combo Breaker is going to give everybody a refund. Yeah. <sighs> because they're being too nice about it. <laughs> I'm serious. I wish that... Well, not I wish, but um, just just for the sake of my friends, like I wanted them to just get their... not To not have to refund everybody or to just like pick a number and be like, well, this is where we can like avoid losing $100,000 right. at whatever this amount of refund is, like something like Final Round did, right? just come up with like a number that they can refund people right um instead what they're doing is they're refunding everybody's registration and if you don't want them to do that if you'd like them to keep your money then you have to let them know right and you, it, that's look i don't want to give any judgment either way i'm planning to let them keep my registration but um if look certainly we all know that that money's tight and in a bad situation and if you need that money back or even if not just need, right? But if you think it's like reasonably prudent in your situation for you to get your refund, please, please, you know, do it. Do, mm -hmm. do what's good and safe for you. But if you can afford to not do that, if you can afford to leave the money in Combo Breaker's hands, um, you know, I really think that's something to consider because they're not going to come out of this without a monetary loss. Right? Oh, yeah. It's just a question of how much it's going to be. Yeah, I mean, the nice thing about that is they also are selling uh, extra things. Like some people in the chat have already talked about buying a commemorative coin, you know, to help support yes. them. 
Uh, they're selling a commemorative combo breaker coin. So there are ways that you can support them even if you know you do just want to donate and help out. And like I said, the, the thing that made me feel comfortable, I don't know if you know more about it than I do, but you know the fact that they did mention that they do have government help on closing this down. So mm -hmm. hopefully they do have a little bit of force majeure. Hopefully the hotel isn't kind of putting them on the hook for all this yeah. money and things like that because we've already seen uh, Michigan Masters, I mean, got get completely KO'd. You know, right. from their cancellation that it just was it was too much money. They couldn't recover a lot of that money. They even ran a tournament this past weekend <coughs> um, where <coughs> they ran an online uni uni tournament and the winners got the, the medals that they had made for Michigan Masters. Yeah. And it was kind of a way to, you know, help recoup some of those losses for them. But, you know, I don't think that's going to happen with Combo Breaker. I mean, obviously, if everything can be fine by 2021, I expect Combo Breaker to come back in full force. You know, the revenge of Combo Breaker. You know, I mean, we they should, you know what they should call 2021? They should call it Counter Breaker. <laughs> wow, okay. That would actually be awesome. I'm going to well, talk. I can't, I can't speak to the government or anything like that, but... In their statement, they do talk about Combo Breaker 21, or 2021. Like, for example, uh, pro, I'm reading right now, proceeds from merchandise sales will help Combo Breaker recoup development costs and help ensure that we are able to deliver the 2021 event experience you expect and deserve. So they're, it looks like they're pretty confident in saying that they will be able to make it right. happen. Of course, of course. So that, that's good. And like you said, you can go to combobreaker.org. They are selling stuff there, including a little coin where you can sort of name your price, a.k.a. donate right, if you want to. Uh, but in addition, they are doing a Combo Breaker retrospective stream. And this is something that I think is really cool. So hold back to block and Team Spooky and Sejam hosting, and they're going to have a three-day retrospective broadcast where they you know, stream uh, uh, famous matches that happened there and talk about special moments that happened there. And they're asking people to take part in this by sending their, you know, favorite videos and photos of whatever happened there or their story. You know, if you want to tell a story on stream about what happened, you can send that, that video to them uh, as well. And you can send that to info at combobreaker.org. Yeah. And they're going to they're gonna put together a three-day stream on that same weekend that Combo Breaker was supposed to happen, May 22nd to 24th. I think this is great, you know. It's this is something that the other events that have been canceled uh, have have not done to this sort of degree, right? Right. They still have the store up, they still have a stream that's going to happen. And and I love that. I think that's a very smart move. I mean, look, Rick is Rick is a freaking genius. I mean, <laughs> he's he's one of the best when it comes to ideas and, you know, also another thing is you know that his heart is in the right place when he's doing all sure. of these things, you know, and and I'm not surprised that he keeps coming up with amazing ideas like this. I think that's really, really awesome. And so I'm sure a lot of people will get together, watch the stream, and just, you know, have a good time reminiscing online. about Combo Breaker. Online. online, right? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, um, uh, again, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if more awesome stuff continued to be, you know, thought up even in the next coming months, you know, in the next coming few weeks, that he's going to come up with more ideas. So, um, Well, if I was somebody who had a tournament that can't run anymore and I had to cancel, 
I would totally just X copy this idea. I would do the same thing, of course. <laughs> I, would, I would definitely do that now. Yeah. I think that's a really smart idea. And again, unfortunate that it needed to be thought of, but at least they're going to have something. I don't know if that's going to be like financially important or whatever. No, um, no, no, probably no. not. I would think but it's, it's not. Just, it's, just, it's a good way to keep them in everybody's mind. It's right. a good way to keep the the community goodwill going. It's it's, it's still really useful. I think. For that. And it's good to you know kind of claim that weekend still. You know. Yes, just, that's true. Just just to just to say, look, we're still here. We're not going to go anywhere. You can be confident that whenever this is resolved that combo breaker will return you know if it's 2021 if it's 2022 whatever the situation is i mean i'm not even going to sit here and pretend that 2021 is a guarantee at this point you know because again like i said the biggest problem the biggest concern obviously right now out you know the bigger picture of everything is just the incredible rate that you know uh we've both tweeted out that little infographic that showed how much the you know the the uh the 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 confirmed cases has grown and the biggest concern really is i mean someone was like oh do you really believe in the numbers that china i was like i don't care you know like this is not a contest we're not doing comparison here my concern is that one period of time where the u.s kind of goes and then all of a sudden it just goes boom like it's just like like it's seriously Usain bolts its way, you know, into the hundred thousands, and that's the concern because we're now at a hundred and fifty thousand confirmed cases, and it's not going to get any better anytime soon. And no. uh, uh, especially, no, especially because people just are not. I mean, you saw that the ships were coming into New York, and then there was this giant crowd of people that were all taking photos <laughs> out there, and you're just like, what are you doing? <laughs> Oh man, I I I just don't know. Oh, is a cat attacking your green screen? You I mean, mean, uh, uh, is mean it, my aura? Uh, I mean, that's uh Nathan down there that you're staring at. It's my yeah, Nathan, cat. Nathan's getting at my aura. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nathan is Moving attacking. A little bit. Come on, Nathan. Yeah, exactly. Stop it, Nathan. Stop it, Nathan. Nathan. Oh. Nathan. Oh. Nathan, don't do that again. Uh, Nathan looks really different today. Nathan changed a little bit. Yeah, Nathan, yeah. Okay, Nathan had, okay. he's got a wardrobe change. Whoa. Hey, Nathan, move that tail over here. Move that tail. Um. <clears throat> Aww. 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 So, <laughs> Combo Breaker being canceled is is probably the biggest individual thing that happened today. I just, I don't want to let Vianality go um, by without us talking about it a little bit more. It's one of the most unique majors, in my opinion. It takes place in an absolutely unique place in the heart of Vienna, Austria, in an old building that's been there for 150 years, essentially across the street from world-famous museums. Uh, It's really, really cool and fun and awesome city. And it has a scene that doesn't really get much airtime, you know? When, when we go there, when I've been there, I've seen people do really well who I just don't get to see because they, you know, they can travel to some extent in Austria or Central Europe, but they don't get anywhere else. And so this is like one of the few times of the year that I get to see people in several different games who are talented and really strong right. um, show their stuff. So 
you know, I know the guys who run Viennality. They're uh, they're super cool. They were, you know, very hopeful that they could run it still. But I guess you know, obviously things have changed yeah. and I'm not able to. But in the future, I'm sure they'll try to hold it again. And it, it really is a tournament that I recommend. <sighs> yeah, I mean, again, you know, obviously Combo Breaker is a beloved tournament and everything, and we're going to spend a lot of time, you know, talking about that one. But we, it isn't fair for a lot of the other events to not give them also yeah. that same kind of, you know, attention and, you know, uh, you know solace that they're being canceled as well because while Combo Breaker is one of the biggest ones, one of the main ones, the FGC lives and breathes and thrives on the smaller events as well. You know, the yeah. ones that can become Combo Breakers in the future. And then, you know, right. newer tournaments will replace those tournaments. And, and you know, that's that's kind of the, the, the hope, really. You know, the, those small events are the ones that, you know, are servicing the, the areas that don't have as many events that are really, you know, able to, you know, uh, build up the smaller communities that do exist out there. And so, you know, stuff yeah. like Viennality, I mean, what a wonderful location, uh, awesome European tournament. And it actually probably is, maybe. I don't know, you've been there, obviously, I haven't. But um, is it like one of the bigger events in Europe or is it still kind of a small event to you? Uh, it's certainly one of the biggest in Central Europe. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, so, you know, obviously one of the more important events in, in Central Europe. So, you know, again, it's 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 tough. And those aren't the only ones that are being canceled, right? There's a couple of other ones that have been announced uh, for well, cancellations. Well, maybe larger stuff. As I say, like not individual events. The ARC World Tour is canceled oh, yeah. for, for 2020. I don't mean for half the year. I mean, like, it's over. It's not going to happen, I guess, really more accurately because it was supposed to have started that uh, final round, I think. But mm -hmm. that's not going to happen. And, you know, that's... Uh, we were talking just a little bit ago about how we're not sure how long this will last. Mm -hmm. And I think that they maybe just didn't want to take a, a risk of announcing that they'd be back on for the next half of the year. And then they had to you know, might have had to announce that they couldn't have done that after all. In addition... Again, I I appreciate just being able to plan right. and knowing what's going to happen, even if it's bad news. I I would rather know that there aren't going to be events on the Arc World Tour right. rather than thinking like, well, maybe they'll announce it starting up in a month or two. Like, I just want to know. And it, so they 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 did. They they announced that. And and it's it's better for them too because now they don't have to sit around going well okay let's juggle this let's plan this and maybe we should look right. into this they can just be like all right and you know and 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 I I I saw Zotbuster tweet about it you know he he works directly he's from the you know the anime scene here in Southern California he was part of the UCI team uh, a long time ago big big you know, strong fighting game scene in Southern California. He now works yeah. for Arxis. He had been putting blood, sweat, and tears into trying to make the Arc Revo World Tour work this year. And, you know, I, I know how disappointed that he is to have to cancel it. You know, but at the same time, you know, hopefully this does give him a little bit of closure as well. And not only that, but, you know, maybe then 
next year Arc Revo World Tour comes back and you know they can just go all in on Guilty Gear Strive now because that's true. This game is going to be coming out. It's going to have the rollback net code. It'll give them some time to perfect the net code because it'll probably come out with bugs because that's just the way that software works and then you know once it comes out they perfect it and then you know this online community for strive really starts to grow that'll be a good way to ring in arc revo world tour is just to have this you know knock on wood fingers crossed hopefully giant you know guilty gear strive scene ready to go at it and i think that would be super exciting uh, to see. So, you know, I'm trying to see the silver lining in a lot of these yes. things. I'm trying to see the silver lining in a lot of this stuff. And, you know, obviously a lot of people are like sad for Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, but, you know, yeah. who knows? Maybe even, um, <clears throat> you know, I don't know. Maybe, you know, we'll have more characters in the game and, you know, have a well, yeah. have a larger scene for the game at that point as well. But uh, it's, it's, I, it's... I don't know. I, I, I'm also... Right, people are in the chat are talking about it now. Yeah, it's tough for BB Tag. Yeah, BB Tag is the one that's going to get hurt. This year was supposed to have been uh, uh, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus and BB Tag. Those are the two games on the Arc World Tour. And now that it's not going to happen this year, it's very tough to imagine that the next year they will have you know all both of those games again as well as Strive. For sure, they're going to have Strive for absolutely mm-hmm. right. I think there's they won't z- probably I, continue to have Grand Blue Fantasy. Versus. Yeah, I think there's almost they a zero. Won't have BB Tag. I think that there's going to be almost a zero percent chance that Grand Blue Fantasy Versus won't be in next year. Yeah, but BB Tag is definitely a tough one because it's really just dependent on whether Arxis wants to, um, <clears throat> you know, um, put in the resources to to do both at the same time. You know. Yeah, I, I do think. I mean, I don't want to oversell. And we might talk about this on five five, but uh, I don't want to oversell BB Tag as being dead. As a no, 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 just, no, no. It's just very unfortunate for you know, seeing that that is that is still there. That was going to have a bunch of great opportunities for themselves, and that's players and its commentators and its people who who like to watch. I mean, any number of different roles, and it's unfortunate that that kind of thing happens. Again, doesn't mean the game is dead or that the scene is dead. It is a big lost opportunity, though. Yeah, I mean, it, and, and, you know, that's the t- well, tough thing look, about... I mean, there's, there, there, there are two ways to handle this. I mean, it, could be, it could be like Marvel Infinite, which a lot of people had hopes riding on, right? A lot of players and commentators and folks in the scene, et cetera, et cetera. And it just didn't happen. And it, or it could be like like other games that manage to persist and to stick around. It could be like Skullgirls. I mean, th- this is this is really up to the scene, and I don't. Want, I just don't want to make a pronouncement early that it's going to go one way or the other. I, I'm rooting for the game. I really like it. It's yeah, cool. and I mean, some people are saying that there might even still be more content coming because they did announce a couple of other fates, you know, that were supposedly... Jasmine, Jasmine, stop sticking your head inside David, please. You know, don't... No, it's just... cool. She's just smelling my armpit. Hey, don't oh, okay. worry, Jasmine. Okay. I took a shower okay. before I came over. Okay. That's... A, that's the, I was surprised about that, too. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but I mean, uh, look, there's no reason to also think confidently that bb tag won't be in the arc revo world tour i mean they have every reason to keep putting it in there it's hard to organize three games as opposed to two but if you're doing two 
you have the resources obviously to do three, you know, uh, you can have one website for it, one schedule, one all that stuff. So I think it, they could still definitely do it. So uh, hopefully it, 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 it remains in the world tour. Well, okay, so there's the cancellation. Just as further note, they did say that they might do Arc Revo Japan and Arc World Tour Finals as standalone events. Currently, Arc Revo Japan is planned for July 18th. Right. Maybe at that point, you can have events again. I think that I'm not confident about that, but they said maybe, right? They're well, considering it. Also, and then by the end of the year, Arc World Tour Finals... Mm -hmm. Maybe at that point they could have a standalone event as well. They're they're thinking about it. Yeah, and also you know there is the possibility that they could do their Arc Revo Japan online. <laughs> they could right, actually okay. do that. So I mean, we just saw. Uh, we'll talk about it a little bit later. But the Grand Blue event that took place this weekend as well. You know, yeah. their infrastructure is obviously strong enough that they can handle a lot of the delay-based net code. So maybe they can still just do an online event for um, for Arc Revo Japan just as a fun exhibition, as something that people can actually watch and still, you know, have a good time with fighting games that way. The other big cancellation is the first half of the Capcom Pro Tour this year it was supposed to have been in like seasons or something halves essentially and the first one is out of here yeah um, so that was an announcement that came last now, wednesday i believe and again not a big surprise because they did this thing this year of kind of having seasons halves of the of the pro tour I think it does kind of make sense that they would just say like, yeah, it's you know, this this part of this the first half's not going to happen. Um, they say that the second half of the CPT is scheduled to resume in July, but again, keep going back to this. Just don't know if that's going to happen. Right, and so you know, uh, it's it's like I said, I I'm not going to sit here and you know plan on a second half let's just put it that way uh i think that's i think that's right well um you mentioned and i just wanted to home and back back, back in on it that yeah some fgc members have had it. they have had the covid uh, yes. li joe was uh in a bad spot for a little while with it uh dr stance in southern california so that's in new york flux you mentioned probably had it all the la joe's was confirmed but flux mm -hmm. probably um and Dr. Stance in Los Angeles was yeah. confirmed to have had it. And he was in the hospital for like 10 days. Yeah. And he, you know, had to get a chest x-ray because of pneumonia. And he was in a bad place. And, I mean, these are these are people who are late 20s to mid 30s, those, those folks. And none of them, as far as I know, with any significant underlying health issues... I mean, Joe and, Joe and, and Dr. Stance in particular are like... You know, they work out. I mean, they're healthy folks. <laughs> and they got it, you know? And and Louis Mann in the Dominican Republic. Uh, oh, does has it? it? I, haven't, I haven't heard about the culmination of that, but he sounded really worried on Twitter that he just wasn't being taken care of well enough. I hope that that changed. Well, I haven't heard. Louis Mann caught yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't see that one. Okay. He did. And then... Um, <clears throat> I mean, most most unfortunately, uh, Romeo Castillo Jr., aka 
two one hundred one UK passed away um, yeah. due to to COVID nineteen. Uh, he's a player in the UK. I mean, I didn't know him personally, but uh, Fire UK put on Twitter that this happened. Said that he's known uh, uh, Romeo for twenty years, and that it only took four days to take him away. Uh, and again, I I didn't know him personally, but uh, that's that's terrifying and extremely sad. And you know, my thoughts go out to all of his family and friends. And and that's that's sort of a a fighting game centric window onto it. But that kind of thing is happening all over the place to all sorts of people right now. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be a lot, and there's probably a lot more fighting game players that we're not even aware of right now that have it. Um, Sure. You know, one that maybe, you know, they're just in an area or that, you know, they don't have enough contact with a bunch of other people. I mean, how many fighting game players live in SoCal that I haven't talked to in forever? You know, who knows what's been going on with a lot of these guys. And so, you know... um, it, it, it hurts, obviously, when it affects our own scene, but this yeah. is happening everywhere. And, and you know, and it's, it's cool. I mean, it's so weird to say this. And, you know, I, I only say this because L.I. Joe kind of agrees with it, too. But, like, if someone major in the FGC was going to catch it, you know, L.I. Joe was kind of like the perfect person because, you know, he is so beloved and it really kind of puts a, 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 a very, you know, big uh, focus on it you know that look he's healthy he's uh capable of still catching this and you know yeah. he, he even obviously he's still suffering from it because he said he hasn't tweeted a lot about it because he just doesn't want to be a downer so you yeah. know he's still suffering from it and things like that but you know you know he's managed to you know show videos of his family celebrating his birthday through FaceTime and stuff and you know right. there is a lot of feel good out of it and it shows that you can survive it but then you know you have these cases where you know obviously it is going to claim a lot of the fighting game players out there and uh this is not going to be the last of it unfortunately no. I'm, I'm just being realistic about hey, it no you're right and you know even even to the point where uh, i was talking about this on my own stream i mean you know how like in the middle of the night sometimes when you're in that half sleep state you just can't think logically or clearly at mm-hmm. all you know i woke up in the middle of the night uh two days ago and my body was really sore and I just felt like I couldn't breathe particularly well and I was just like well that's it you know I've, I've caught the virus and you know I'm, I'm done and kind of thing like that and I was like oh, oh shoot so how am I going to handle this situation where did I catch it and I was just like thinking about it you know I fell asleep I woke up I was still a little sore but you know mm-hmm. other than that I had no symptoms and today I feel you know fine so you know obviously like i said there was a little bit of hypochondriacing going on there but you know it's just it's it's a realistic scenario because you know sure. all these you can do everything that you want to try to social distance and to self-quarantine i'm still going out i'm still buying fast food every once in a while who knows what's going on with any of those you know people in the fast food joints and everything you know and i'm still going to the grocery store every once in a while i have to you know uh we went yeah i mean there's there, there's a degree that you 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 must engage with people yeah you it's not it cannot be zero or you'll die me and, if, me, if you if you go out to get groceries then that can come up 
if you don't go out to get groceries and instead you order them online and somebody comes and delivers them to you but that person had it and their hands have been all over the thing you know there's just there's just a degree to which you can't avoid it yeah at some i mean point. the nice thing about best, us best practices to to avoid wash your hands obviously yeah. often but yeah at some at some point you the the amount of contact between you and other people it just can't be zero Right. I mean, uh, me and Olaf also, you know, we chose to try to support like some of our favorite local places as well, takeout. So, you know, we were exposed to people in that situation. Uh, the nice thing is, uh, I don't know if you saw the video, but Trevor Noah from The Daily Show had a chance to interview uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, you know, it wasn't even, it was just a straight up, you know, very serious kind of interview. And one of the things that Fauci said, though, was that, you know, the virus does have a larger chance of surviving on uh, plastic surfaces and things like that. But on like cardboard paper surfaces, not as much. Okay. So, you know, things like Amazon packages, you don't have to be as concerned about. But obviously, you know, as a doctor, he's going to say that's what we know but obviously you know yeah. still you're better off taking the precautions uh that you can do so um of course yeah yeah don't don't take the fact that you can't have zero contact with people to mean to take a defeatist attitude that's not yeah, yeah. obviously obviously in the chat too from gun nasher uh you know obviously the, the the envelopes that are plastic you know those kind of things you know if it's the boxes maybe not as much but even still the stuff in the boxes you might even have to be a little worried about as well because the stuff can live on plastic for days yeah yeah i mean again there's there's a limit to what you can do you just continue to do things like washing your hands and you know, clean surfaces that you use often, and after you handle things, even if they have been delivered to you, like wash your hands. Yeah. Like, you know, there's there's certainly still stuff you can do. Anyway, we're stuck in this situation. Um, but you know, things haven't changed for me since we talked last week. I mean, I've been home. I don't think that I've been out more than twice. I think I went to the grocery store maybe only once since last we talked. And other than that, I've gone on walks a few times just by myself. And, you know, haven't run into anybody in doing so. Mm-hmm. Not many people are even taking walks now. And uh, so, I, you know, I'm not concerned about the sort of social distance, distancing aspect for that. But, yeah, I've been basically indoors and doing a little bit of work and sitting around with my cats and wife. That's yeah. <laughs> basically the last week. I mean, my, my problem right now is I've actually run out of a lot of supplies. So <laughs> I need to run back to the grocery store pretty soon. So, but the mm-hmm. uh, hardest part is if you go at night, that's when most of the grocery stores is gone at that point. So, uh, yeah. but you know, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. I, I'm going to have to run out there very soon, sooner or later. Yeah, so. You got to do it at some point. Yeah. But. All right. Well, um, you know what, Cusco? <laughs> we were actually just about to do that. That was the last thing that we were going to talk about when it comes to the COVID and cancellations. So, yes, enough. <laughs> you want to <laughs> you want to uh, talk about other stuff? Video games, maybe? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Before let's, let's not video games? let's not go to a break yet. Let's talk about video games just so we can get some happy stuff in before we go to the break. Yeah. So let's just talk about some of the events and results that have been happening uh, this past week. And in particular, I think a really fun and creative, cool event 
that mm -hmm. Japan decided to put on. Uh, they arranged this uh, Grand Blue Fantasy versus tournament. They've always been wanting to do something like this. They yeah. just couldn't find the right game. And then Grand Blue Fantasy versus came out. A game with no history, with enough of a mix in gameplay that you can be an anime player or a Street Fighter player. You know, all the stuff that they can finally find out which scene has the strongest player. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> and, and they did this really cool event where they set up a 3v3 tournament where they created teams of players based off of their game background, you know? And uh, so they created like Team Virtua Fighter that had Itazan and Fudo on there. You know, there was a mm -hmm. Team Street Fighter, uh, a Team Melty Blood, a Team uh, uh, Ultra Street Fighter 4. And uh, it was actually uh, pretty cool. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. It's a super cool idea. There have only been a few games where this is even like possible. I would say early Dragon Ball Fighters got people from a lot of different scenes. Mm -hmm. What even else? I mean, really, there have not been that many games that have and, crossed genres as well as as Granblue is. Yeah, and even Team Dragon. I mean, Dragon Ball would have definitely favored the anime players than a lot of other players, you know. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think Granblue was the perfect game to do this because it is such a you know it's a fundamentals based game yet still has the wild stuff like Lancelot and and Matera and 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 you know uh, so it was just a perfect blend to throw this kind of tournament to and you know they yeah. ran this tournament online and again I love the lobby system you know the way that it, you know you saw in between the matches they're all just like crowding around these little uh, <laughs> these little cabinets and stuff and I thought it was a uh, really cool I got to watch a lot of it and um, okay it was it was it's hilarious because all of the games all of the the major game teams got <laughs> smoked <laughs> yeah uh, like the Street Fighter team, the Tekken team, you know, all these teams, they all just... I didn't even know if there was a Tekken team because by the time I started watching, if there was one, I think they were done already. Wow, so, okay. Um, but, you know, some of the teams that you wouldn't have expected, you know, made it all the way to the top, and I think it's, mm -hmm. uh, it's really cool. So Definitely, dude, yeah. So, winner was Team Melty Blood A. Which was CO Goichi <laughs> with Catalina and SSNO Kojikog with La Diva and then Kubo with Gran. So I didn't know that those guys all started on Melty. I knew that Goichi played it. I didn't realize that that was the, like the game he identified as like his start. I kind of wonder for some of these, right? Because for example, like Dora was on the Blaze Blue cross tag battle team, right. and like he definitely has been playing forever. Right. But, yeah, I don't know how they decided some yeah. of them. No, go anyway, that's the one that won. Yeah, Goichi was is I mean he's always kind of considered himself like they always talked about him as like the Melty Blood player. Like nobody sure, is sure. better than him. I just so. I didn't. I mean maybe that's. I don't know his origin stories. Right. Yeah. I don't know if this is the game that he came in on. I know it's a game that he played, yeah. of course. But for sure, I mean, as much as it be like, oh, well, they won, but Goichi was not. It wasn't even Goichi. It was Koji Kog who did mm -hmm. all the work. I mean, that guy and the Ladiva. Oh, man. I mean, you know, you've got a player like Koji who's already that good. And then, you know, yeah. you just one touch and you lose like half your life. And then he's got the command grab mix ups. 
It was it was ridiculous, dude. So uh, I'm not surprised that team won. Uh, Koji Kog was putting in the work, though. Uh, like I said, on paper, you're like, oh, well, Goichi, obviously. Especially in a game like Grand Blue, where defense is a little bit easier. So we've seen him in Dragon Ball, but it really, I felt like, was Koji who was carrying that whole entire thing. So, Sick. Yeah. But then in second place was Guilty Gear, Team A, <laughs> yeah. Dogura, Kazunoko, and Omito. So, I mean, there's a who's Pretty who good. of players right there. No surprise. But even still in grand finals, uh, it was Dogura who had to try to make the reverse OCV. Uh, okay. I think they, uh, Omito and Kazunoko, I think it was against Koji that they lost to. And then I think Dogura beat Koji. And then uh, Dogura ended up losing in the end. So, mm. yeah. But uh, good job to the Ooh. Guilty Gear team. And then in third and fourth place were the oh interesting kind of uh, categories here because third place was the Koime Enbu team with PGW Ren, Rookies, and Zeph. Uh, mm -hmm. A team that, you know, I on obviously don't know the players. <laughs> I actually yeah. don't know any of these players over here. And so it was awesome to see this uh, work, you know, to see those players putting in the work. Good job right. to the Koime Enbu team. And then on the fourth place was the Samurai Showdown team. Let's go, Samurai Showdown. You know, with Taichi using Matera. Very terrifying Matera. Uh, okay. Gamera with Catalina and Koichi. Uh, with Catalina as well, but you know, fundamental based fighting game, Samurai Showdown, you know, okay, having the fundamental success in Grand Blue Fantasy Versus. So, there you go, all right. <laughs> oh man, well, cool, yeah. Again, I think this is a really cool idea. I, I agree, I think that's awesome. But it would be great to have more games where we could have this kind of thing, but. As you said, I think this this game in particular seems like it's very well suited for it. Yeah, and, and Giuna and Majin were doing the commentary for it, and they, I agree with them in a lot of ways that they, I, you almost kind of wish that, you know, the Japanese players would talk a little more trash afterwards, and mm -hmm. just like, have Goichi be like, what? What, Melty Blood, best game? Come on, you know? I mean, we all have to welcome our Melty Blood overlords at this point in time. Obviously, sure. that's awesome. Obviously, we all should have been playing Melty Blood this whole entire time to gain the Goichi skills and the and the Koji KOG skills, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> no, no shade on that game, of course. Oh uh, man, it's funny. It's awesome though. So for now, Melty Blood gets to uh, have the, the 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 bragging rights. I would like to see. I mean, it was funny because like I saw Fudo playing, and you could clearly see that Fudo. I don't know how much time he's put into it, but it looked like he was unfamiliar. Like he was getting mm. caught by Lancelot left right mix ups, and he should have been using the block button kind of things. Oh and wow! It okay, comes from Virtua Fighter. You know there is a block button at the game. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh man. But no, I mean that's the thing, right? I mean the character variety was decent, but at, by the time it got to the top, then yeah, it was like Catalina, Catalina, Lancelot, Catalina. I mean, obviously yeah. we have a Ladiva, we have a Percival, we do have a Narmaya up there, uh, but Catalina clearly uh, one of the strongest characters because I think she's the most fundamental character that you can come from any game and just be like, okay. 
I can play this character. I have an amazing cross-up button. I have the most amazing stand B. I have a fireball. I have an uppercut. Like, she is, like, fundamental, the character, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, and, you know, April... In one day, there's a new patch coming out. Uh, not in one day, but sometime in April, a new patch is coming out. And so okay. we'll see how that affects the game. I'm, I'm, I'm eager for that. I'm waiting to see okay. how that's going to change everything. So, Cool. <clears throat> All right. Well, there were a couple of other online events of note, I would say. The Coliseum continues to be a really big weekly tournament for Mortal Kombat 11. And... What keeps happening is on Sunday is where the bulk of it's played, and then the final top eight is then the following Wednesday. So on Sunday, this last Sunday, there was a tournament. It had 347 players. I mean, it's huge. But we don't know who won it yet because it's going to take place tomorrow. Last week's was won by Combat, uh, who continues to look extremely good. You know, he did really well at Final Combat a few weeks ago, and... He was one of the favorites to win the LCQ before that was canceled, and then he made it in anyway, right, due, due, to, due to the points. Mm-hmm. Uh, Splash got second. He was another person who might have done well at the LCQ. Full Auto has been killing it, and he's been doing it uh, in, in very interesting form. Um, I, I really like watching him. King Gambler was up there, too. Uh, Kerbalicious and Turkey, and then Samij and Abyss to round it out. It, it's, it's a really good event, and... Um, you know, just to say, I this is my first time playing in an online tournament that is run through Smash GG, mm-hmm. and it's really easy. They, it does a great job at letting you, as the player, at, at telling you what's coming up next, at sort of giving you all the tools to just do it. So it has you check in. It tells you, first of all, who your next match is. It has you press the check-in button. If the opponent doesn't press the check-in button after 10 minutes, then they're DQ'd and you move on automatically. Huh. If they do press the check-in button, then you now are, have to play, and it tells you their PSN ID. It says invite uh, whatever the PSN ID is. Interesting. And there's, there's a chat space like in the Smash GG client right there, and so you and the opponent chat, and you're like, hey, invite me, or hey, I'll invite you, and then... You know, you get matched up, okay. and when you get matched up, it says, Smash GG says, which character are you using? And you press, you know, which one of the characters, and then it after you, you both have put yours in, and then the first game is over, it says, who won? And then you update it, and it, so it goes through this each time, right? Then next game, characters, who won? Characters, who won? And by the end, you've told it that somebody won you know, by whatever score. Right. And it automatically updates that, automatically sends it in, one of the mods reviews it, accepts it, and then you move on to the next round automatically. And I mean, it tells what, you who you have to play against what happens and the whole if, thing starts over. What happens if a sore loser is like, I won, even though they lost? Well, that did happen, actually. Um, I mean, it turned out maybe to be more of a misunderstanding, but that did happen to me. And, I mean, it wasn't that big of a deal. Just basically, I... I mean, they ended up just like allowing it, allowing me to to mark it. But if you if it doesn't happen like that, then you can message one of the people who's running it. You can message one of the mods, uh, or the bracket runners, and you know, show them what's up. And why, why, if you why need do you... to, then you can show them your like online battle history, right. and that'll that says like win loss, win loss, whatever it's going to be. But David, you should really take your losses better, man. Like, why would you just sit there and input it as you won? I mean, come on, jeez. <laughs> 
Look, James, I'm a streamer, all right? <laughs> I got to create controversy in order to get the views. Right, right. No, no, but that's cool. I'm glad to hear that. And you mentioned Full Auto, and he's in top eight again this week after this weekend. He's in the yeah. loser side of the bracket here. He is, yeah, yeah. He's, he's killing it, man. He, he plays Sindel, and that's... Although a character many of us think is strong, still don't see it very often, at least a high level. Maybe that'll change. Uh, he, he plays it really well. It's really cool to watch. And uh, I also see that Gurr and Burrito Voorhees, two of the very, you know, well-known names. And, I mean, again, shout-outs to Mortal Kombat and NRS for having good net code so that this is, yes. like, super nice. Uh, but, you know, uh, Neutral is Key and Wise Gemini are in top eight as well. Are they well-known uh, in the... Yeah, Wise Gemini is. Um, neutral is Key... I didn't know until watching this last week and then in talking with some of the players, they said that, yeah, they've been around for a while. You know, okay, they've been okay. on the on the come up. So this is like a big moment for them to get in here uh, yeah. in this kind of situation. But uh, but yeah, making yeah. it making it happen. I see uh, pure titanium tigers and splash yeah. also in top eight as well. So. so that'll be tomorrow. And the stream is Mr. Aquaman's channel. Yeah. And it's been great. It's been great. So is it a free nice tournament job again? What's that? Is it a free tournament or does it cost money? It's to free enter? to enter. Oh, yep. that's awesome. Okay. Yep, and there's a Matarino for it and everything. So check it out on Smash GG. Just search for the Coliseum with a K, obviously. You know that. You know right. that. Mm -hmm. Gotta be the K. If it wasn't yeah, very, a K. It's nice to see online tournaments uh, keeping up in that way. Yeah, for sure, for sure. If it wasn't a K, I'd be disappointed. So. Absolutely right. <laughs> there was also a Ronin Rumble again. This was a special charity tournament uh, in which the benefit was going to be TOs who've been heavily impacted by cancellations due to COVID, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Very, very nice. Uh, and then this was for both Grand Blue and Samurai Showdown. So, and then there was one for each coast in North yeah. America. So there was a West Coast and an East Coast. So there are four tournaments that were run, uh, which is impressive. And SQ took it on the East Coast for Grand Blue with Ferry. Second place was PME, also with Ferry. West Coast, Grand Blue was won by Silent with Ladiva. Second was Maverick with Lancelot. Then Samurai Showdown East Coast was won by TXC Marco Polo with Charlotte. Second place was TSF Shizumaru. Then West Coast Samurai Showdown was won by Goro with Yoshitora. And second place was TXC Violent Kane with Haomaru. Mm-hmm. Again, very nicely done running online tournaments and I think it's particularly a good idea to have West versus East. You know, that is to say two different tournaments yeah, yeah, for yeah, people yeah. on different coasts. I really like that. I think there's some games where you can get away with not needing that. Like I think maybe Mortal, Skullgirls, like there's some games where you don't maybe need that. But for most games, I think that's a really good idea. And that's something that the Reddit SF weekly tournament has started doing so there's a there's an East Coast one which is the Monday one that they've been doing mm -hmm. um, now it's just East Coast and then now the wet the West Coast one is I believe on Friday so they have you know both coasts for that as well yeah I mean uh, I mean uh, just sitting here looking at the chat here a lot of people talking about like these online events I know like Wednesday night fights and everybody have also been doing online events as well right so but shout-outs to uh, Jeff. I mean, he's really built Ronin Rumble into something big here. 
and uh, just kind of blew up and, and it's it's going really well. Like I said, Crackfiend joined the team a while ago and so they're going to continue doing this and uh, hopefully hopefully they can keep doing this and you know hopefully can also just you know get to a point where you know it can it can um uh really facilitate this kind of uh, uh online tournament scene and set kind of a blueprint the hardest part is like a lot of different people are going to be trying to run these online events now and so we'll have to see because obviously you know with big events like combo break you run one a year for online events, people are going to be trying to run them a lot, and so I, I wondering, I'm wondering if it's going to be a situation where people are going to start kind of like crowding a, a pretty small space. You know what I mean? So yeah, especially if it is something that everybody tries to do as weekly. I wouldn't mind seeing one of these events that has to get canceled offline try to run things online, and that's not going to be as good. But <laughs> I don't. You know, we were talking before about how Combo Breaker is doing a retrospective stream and that that's just good for, like, community outreach and keeping the people, their name around there and, and still taking up that weekend. Well, I'd like to see that, too, with online events, yeah. right? So I think that's a really good idea. You're not going to get the same reach, right? There's any number of problems why it's worse, naturally. But at, at least, I don't know, let people say that, like, they're the... They they won April Annihilation this year. And it was online, and then, right. you know, why not? I mean, to, to, to answer Zygon's questions, uh, are there going to be online tournaments with entrance fees and prize pools? Uh, it's a tough situation. I know that there are some laws in some states that you can't yes. uh, reward prizes, so you won't be able to do stuff like that. So I think for a while, these online tournaments aren't going to be able to do stuff like that or just say if you're from this state you can't enter or you're unable to win a prize or something which would kind of suck so uh there's yeah, a lot of no, uh, you're right though there are there are some states and provinces in canada that don't mm -hmm. let people enter tournaments um or really run events in the same way that we're used to so there are some legal problems right but, so, yeah, i agree i still think it'd be, look even if even if it is a free to enter thing i still think it'd be nice yeah and, 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 you know, obviously some events have done stuff like that, but I think Macharino kind of gets around that a little bit. I don't think it can be direct entry fees and prizes, you know, like a, a local tournament does. So. Yeah, that, that's the issue legally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also wanted to shout out. Um, boy, um, uh, Quarantine Rapport. Uh, they had. Uh, Solid Bones says over a thousand people registered mm -hmm. in their online stuff. They had a bunch of different games that they were running, uh, and so it was, you know, similar to a major in the sense that it was an event that was taking place online, but in which there were many affiliated tournaments, game tournaments that were happening. Uh, and I think that's great. That's the that's the kind of thing that that I would I would love to see that more often. I think that'd be very cool. They had. A lot of games, a bunch of uh, smaller stuff, some of the some of the big stuff as well. Um, I mean, I guess we're not going to go all the way through it, but I just I wanted to shout them out for doing that. I think that that's that kind of thing is impressive and and something that we probably need to see more of. Right, and uh, I'm trying to find Ace King Offsuit's tweet, but uh, I know I mentioned it a little bit earlier. Here it is. Um, uh, there was a Michigan Masters Memorial Tournament this past weekend as well for Uniclair Net Play event. Uh, there was a pot of like $100 and mm. um, uh, the winners did get the medals and trophies that were supposed to go to the players at Michigan Masters. Dang. So there you go. Um, <clears throat> uh, 
Uh, and All then, right. And then, yeah, the other one was Quarantined Rapport that he was uh, talking about. So there you go. So yep. what do you think, cool. David? Should we start running some online tournaments as well? On Ultra Who, Chen? you and me? Yeah, on Ultra Chen TV. Should we? Should yeah, we yeah, we we can do that. Let's do that. Let's let's figure that out. Let's let's okay, discuss sure. that, and then we can do, and then we can commentate it. Ha ha ha. Yeah, definitely, we would. <laughs> or or you would enter them. You could Shang Song your tournaments, ooh, right? So, ooh, ooh. Okay. I don't know if that would be fair, but you know. I like it. <laughs> All right, man. Well, you want to take a break here? Yeah, let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll talk some more fighting game stuff. Be right back, guys. Ugh, sorry, I should probably talk a little bit more. I'm just kind of... Uh, what they say in Chinese is called Fa Dai. <laughs> it's a zoning out, basically. Well, that's cool. Well, thank you for tuning in live. Yeah, I mean, the, the quarantining stuff has definitely been killing all of our sleep schedules. I even went to bed early last night and I still couldn't wake up to, to today. I don't know what it is. There's something about the quality of my sleep that's just falling apart. I think it might just be that my pillow is really old and I need to buy a new pillow. But I just, I don't know what pillow to get at this point because the, the pillow that I've been using that's really good was bought out by another company and now that pillow sucks and so I, I'm not sure what to do uh, at, at this point I haven't tried the, uh, the, the flash game no I have not Brookstone CBD uh, what is that? Brookstone CBD oil infused bed pillow. Huh. I mean, the biggest problem with this is it looks a little thin. I I'm a side sleeper. I need a thicker pillow. I like my pillows thick, you know? Um, are, so, you are you talking about drugs on this stream? Uh, no, not at all. Not, not, not at all. I just came back. I, th I think I heard somebody talking about the drugs. <laughs> drugs? I'm actually not sure how what I said that sounded like drugs. Yeah, it's thin. If it's too thin, I won't be able to use that. So I'm talking about pillows here. So. Oh, it sounded like you're talking about CBD oil. Yeah, CBD in oil infused bed pillow by Brookstone. What? That's what it says, dude. That's what it says. Okay. All right. Um, Whatever. <laughs> so yeah, we definitely were talking about that. Um, but I need something more supportive and more thick. <laughs> I I need mine thick and supportive. That's what I need. No, actually, Paco Stevens, I won't be uh, supporting my pillow ever. So. <laughs> Jeez. That will definitely never be happening. Well, it's good to go, buddy. Okay, all right, let's do this. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Tuesday show. Uh, let's move on to the next stuff over here. We are talking about the 5-5 matchups now. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
was there any topic of our own that we want to talk about or just go for the user stuff directly? Actually, yeah. You know, I, this is something that I was talking about on Twitter and I think it would be interesting to discuss. It's something that come up for me lately. I'm sure it has for you. Um, playing fighting games when you are in a negative state of mind. Okay. <laughs> we, we're stuck, right? We're indoors. What are you going to do? You're going to play video games. And many of us like to play fighting games. But at the same time, we're stuck indoors. And there's terrible news everywhere. And it's hard to not get down. I think that's a very reasonable response in this situation, right? Very understandable. The combination of those two, right? What do you do? You play fighting games, but you're not feeling great mentally. How does that go for you? And maybe how do you pull yourself out of that negative headspace if you want to play fighting games? Or if you are in a negative headspace, do you avoid playing fighting games? And if so, like, how do you get yourself not to do it? Like what? What? What's your what's your interplay with with this kind of situation? I am not the right person to answer this question. <laughs> That's okay. my answer because okay. a lot of times I I am the player that gets stuck when I start losing and I get really depressed and frustrated with myself that I right. just keep playing and it spirals out of control and I make it worse for myself. Honestly, my best way to avoid it is to not get into that negative headspace to begin with. And it's mm. actually kind of interesting because there was one episode last week where I streamed and I played Street Fighter V and I just did terrible. And I literally fell into this deep, dark, like, I suck and all the things that people have said to me in the past, you know, saying that I'm a bad player or I have terrible execution and all these things like that keep rotating in my head over and over and over and over again. And okay. um, it's it's like I get into these very dark spaces very easily when I play fighting games. And uh, the way for me to fight that really is to, it's almost like to kind of like pre-ritual, you know what I mean? Like okay. uh, that night when I felt really bad and I felt really terrible, what actually helped the most was after I stopped, I just sat on stream and I was really depressed and I was talking about it, but I started talking through it. I was like, I have no reason to feel this bad about my play because I play once a week. And uh, I'm not taking it, I'm not practicing, and I shouldn't expect to be doing better than platinum, you know, okay. because I'm just not playing. And I'm playing a brand new character, and I haven't really done all of the things that I've needed to do to really prepare myself for this. And okay. I, I really had to accept where I was in the game. And what's interesting mm -hmm. is since then, I've been playing so much better online because one, I've been playing a lot more, you know, with your advice, just playing every once in a while without streaming just because yeah. I just want to play. And, and then I've also been going to the lab a lot more. I'm just in training mode. And I've told people this on my stream. I practiced Lucia run into V-Skill, dash, stop both quick rise and back roll, meaty timings. Like, I sat there for like an hour doing that. You know, I was just doing that for an hour because the other thing, too, is I'm, I'm approaching Street Fighter V differently now. 
because okay. uh, I've been trying my best to get by through uh, feel, through read, through trial and error. Street Fighter V doesn't work that way. It just, you can't play the game through trial and error and through feel. You have to lab, you have to study, you have to practice all these scenarios, you have to know, you have to practice all, like I'm recording the computer doing, you know, four different things and reacting to each one of them. You know, I'm trying to practice against uh, to how to deal with Alex's stomp or stun gun mix up. You know, I got almost quadruple perfected by an Alex because that's all he did. And I just couldn't stop it, you know. And uh, I went to the lab and I fought, learned how to fight all of that, you know. And okay. there's just, you, it's, it's, it's Street Fighter V is such a different fighting game. And uh, you can't play that game through hoping that just by playing it you will get better at it it just it doesn't work that way especially for a player of my mindset in which i play almost exclusively by heart okay. you know it doesn't work for uh that kind of mindset and you know it's interesting because i've talked to a lot of my stream uh as well that plays the game that way and okay. they real like that play through heart and Street Fighter V is not a game for us. And so I'm approaching the game very differently and I'm finding a lot more success now. So back kind of to the original question, you know, for me, it's more just really putting myself into the right place to understand what to expect out of myself. Now, if I'm negative, like if I'm just depressed because of the COVID stuff and all these things like yeah. that, I just don't play. Yeah, like, okay. I just won't play. And it's not because I've been smart enough to avoid playing because I feel that way, but because when I get into that space, I become absolutely, uh, I can't do anything. Like, I can't accomplish anything. Yeah. I will, I, I, I get out of that space by finding, so the, the, I have the one couch now that seems to have, the cats have learned now that when James is lying on this couch in this position, it is time to turn James into the duplex. Uh, and they just come and lie down on me and I just play games on my phone okay. and or just read the internet and stuff. And I lie there and Nathan sleeps on my chest and Jasmine sleeps on my legs and it's very, very relaxing. I and bet. that's how I get out of my 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 situation in in okay. when I get into that state is that I just don't play online. I I can't because then it hurts me cuz I'll even play Teppin while I'm lying there sometimes and I get into that bad space too when I start right. losing in Teppin. Although now I'm using a top tier deck and so it's a little I, bit I better. Heard. Although everyone's countering that deck now so it's actually kind of tough. So <laughs> But what right. do you, but what do you do? What do you do now? Because I know well, your depression is a very different kind of depression than I yeah. have. So like, how do you handle your situation? Because you can get depressed and still jump online because you're not aware of it at the time, yeah. you know. And so how how do you handle that kind of situation? Yeah, no, that 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 is a good point. That does happen. So if I'm not in a good headspace. It's true that I often can't tell 
I'm getting better at that, but mm -hmm. it's still true that I often can't tell. Um, my wife oftentimes knows before I do that I'm not feeling well. <laughs> um, seriously, so I mean, it's it's very helpful to just to have somebody around who can be like, "Are you feeling okay today?" You know, just to, right, and especially that is actually really helpful, and especially because you're also smart enough to be like, "Actually, I I thought, wait, huh? Yeah, maybe I'm not feeling yeah. right." You know, like, right, and and sometimes it's sometimes it's frustrating to just be asked that question <laughs> but it's important and it's helpful in in yeah. the main so it, it's really something that does help so if i'm aware that i'm not feeling great then i do try to avoid it and i like to do other stuff instead i'll go on a walk or i'll you know if i can get myself sort of motivated maybe i'm at a spot where i can't do that in which case i kind of just lie down but if i can get myself motivated then i will go for a walk i'll do my physical therapy exercises maybe i'll read a book maybe i'll play a game that's not competitive because like with you and you know maybe trying to go from street fighter to teppan what's what's the issue is not the game itself it's competition i mean that that's my view yeah, my yeah. view is that it's competing that is continuing to result in me having a gnarly mindset mm -hmm. and if instead i just go play a game where it's just like me versus the computer or maybe not even that maybe i turn on super mario odyssey and i just like go tooling around the yeah. landscape for a while doing flips i mean just something <laughs> where i right i mean there's no farthest thing possible from competition i'm not speed running i'm just running around and being like i'll take the jacksy and you know just like whatever um completely away from it and that that can kind of help me settle down a little bit um i've been playing doom lately which i think for me has been a very very good outlet in these situations it's a good mix of kind of fast response twitchiness where you don't have to think a lot at the same time there's also a lot of thinking about like which guns to use and how to approach situations and where to stand and all that sort of stuff and so you can't there's is stuff to think to figure out which is a good distraction for me mm -hmm. i always am i like to be distracted by like having to think and then uh there's a lot of like history that you can look into in the game and so if you'd like to read the jargon there's like any number of paragraphs that you can just spend time like learning about made-up physics that they like invented for the game <laughs> uh, which i love so it's been really a great a great distraction in those in those cases now, okay, say I'm not aware that I'm not feeling great, which is definitely the case sometimes. Mm -hmm. I notice by how I play. So if I'm playing and I, when I sign on, I'm feeling all right, hey, let's play video games, right? And then I lose by doing the same thing 10 times in a row, something's wrong. Right, like, yeah. I'm, mm -hmm, I, mm -hmm. I, my, I'm not thinking, I'm, I'm not processing, I'm not learning, and while, you know, I'm not the best player in the world anyway, I'm not going to counter-adapt to everything in the world, but if I'm doing the same wrong thing, like, ten times in a row, I, that's, that is a tell for me. This literally happened the other night. Um, one of my friends invited me to play, we were playing in an online set, and it was me versus some Falk player, and I wanted my Honda to get V-Skill 2 up, okay? Mm -hmm. And the Falk kept doing the low shot, which goes full screen. Right. And so I would do V-Skill 2 startup, and he would do low shot, and it would hit me out of it. And then I would do V-Skill 2, and he would do low shot, and it would hit me out of it, and then I'd do <laughs> V-Skill 2. That happened like 10 times, and I just, why? 
I don't. It's hmm. just a bizarre decision. Interesting. And I clearly was just not thinking, right? I just yeah. My mind is not in it, and that kind of it's a surprise almost when that when that happens because I'm not thinking that I'm feeling bad, and then I notice, yeah. oh wow, it's this is incredibly stupid. Um, I shouldn't be playing games. So at that point, I logged off. You know, I removed myself from that situation, but. I wish that I hadn't started it, you know? It, it's just that, like you said, sometimes for me, I can't tell. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But if I can tell, then I try to avoid it. It's very, very difficult for me to get out of that mindset. So in this last case, me playing against this person online, I did, as when I got hit by 10 low shots in a row, I was, you know, I thought, okay, wow, this is, after the set, <laughs> I'm out of here. But like the set, it was like first at three or something. So yeah. I, I continued it. And I like kind of got back into it a little bit. Right. I sort of s sat up in my chair and I really tried to think. And I tried to think to myself, you know, try to take it seriously. If something doesn't work, don't do it again. Like just try to tell myself like just very basic. Here's how to function as a human kind of like basic stuff. And that did help to some degree. It didn't help super well but like i got myself out of it a little bit right, right it's very it's very difficult for me to get entirely out of that so you know like you if i'm aware that i'm not feeling great i try not to play mm -hmm. if i realize mid-set you know i say thanks for the games um i try not to be salty about it because i know that it's not <laughs> there's nothing that they did to to like right. piss me off right it's just it's just me not feeling well myself and i and i leave you know yeah. it's I'm I mean, out of there. Like I said, at least you can leave. Like, I have the opposite problem where when I get, because I'm such an emotional person, I get into this space where I, I, I can't stop playing and I just keep playing until I, f and even if I win a match, if I beat somebody up, like you always want to go out on a win kind of stupid thing like that, you know, there's always that dumb thing. But if I win a match and clearly the other person doesn't know my character or I clearly outclass the other guy, I like, it's not good enough for me. I feel like I have to win a justified, like, rawr, you know, kind of good win and stuff like that. And yeah, I just end up getting stuck into these kind of holes forever. Uh, Alex Natron, Alexa Natron says it and I do the same thing uh, you know I go online lose a few games I get pissed I dig myself into a hole I feel terrible and it just kind of stays that way and um, it's a tough situation for me to get around and you know like I said my uh, yeah it's 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 I, I, I have trouble with that I fortunately don't have the ability to go online and play because I'm feeling bad. Like I, I, I just don't, I lose all of my executive function when I'm feeling depressed. So I can't even start anything. Uh, but when I get into that mode, when I'm playing, because I'm such an emotional player, uh, I have to be careful about that. And uh, like I said, I, I haven't run into that situation too badly since that previous meltdown. Uh, I've been playing a lot better. In fact, the last session that I played, I went from 8,500 points to 9,500 points. Like, nice. I just I just was rocking it. And I was like, dude, I'm playing great right now. And That's so, great. like, it's been all sunshine and roses. But we'll see how it goes the, ne the next time I play and things start to go bad, you know. But the nice thing about it is, like I said, I've I've just, you know... 
I guess what I'm trying to do now is logic my way through the negative headspace. Um, okay. Like I said, I I don't feel like Street Fighter V is the kind of game that I can play by feel, uh, especially for me. One of the most interesting things that I've learned, and the reason why I'm talking about this kind of side tangent is this is kind of what I wanted to talk about on the Chen Dyna, like on my Chen reaction yesterday, but I just never got a chance to. So it's okay. all kind of coming out now, but. Weirdly enough, and and you know this is why I recommend playing multiple fighting games. Tekken has really taught me about one of my biggest weakness uh, of fighting games. <laughs> Shoutouts to Maximilian, dude. By the way, come on, Max. <laughs> come on, Max. David is here. He's absolutely look. I'm patting him on the head right now, dude. I'm patting him on the head, like I'm touching his forehead right here, um, like. Tekken has Ugh, taught man, me... I'm have to wash my face now. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> the I literally... It literally taught me one of my biggest weaknesses in fighting games. And that is that I don't recognize moves. Yeah. I just see blurs. Right? And so I talked about that in the Eddie reveal trailer, how the fact, the Zato reveal trailer, how all of a sudden I can see Eddie now. And like, I, I didn't realize until now how much of me not being able to fight him is that I could never tell what Eddie was doing exactly. Cause the game yeah. has the zoom in, zoom out. And so sometimes it gets the weird pixely and you know, I, I just can't see it. And I've realized now that I do that a lot in Street Fighter. So you, I remember months ago, you told me that the stomp and the stun gun from Alex look completely different. Yeah. And I was like, and I remember at the time I was like, do they? <laughs> I was like, they look exactly the same. They have the same. And so I went, I have to, this is why I can't play the game by feel. This is why I can't learn the game just by trial and error because I've realized that I just can't tell the difference. I've never been able to tell the difference between all of Alex's elbow slashes, even though they move different distances. I didn't realize that the stun gun and the stomp look different. And you can actually just option select it, you know? Yeah. You can just wait until a certain timing. There's a button timing that'll hit stun gun out of the air and you will block the stop. And you know, I never tried it because to me, they looked exactly the same. As soon as I saw him go up in the air, dude, my anti-airs are getting better and everything like that. Like I'm just really, really uh, learning about myself as a fighting game player and one of my biggest weaknesses is literally that I just didn't recognize things. That's why when I fought Colleen, I always attack after her crouching medium kick even though it's plus one on block because I just never saw her crouch medium kick. It was just a super slow ass looking kick that clearly is negative on block because it looks so slow that I would always hit a button and get hit afterwards, you know? And it's just, I have to logic my way through a lot of these things. And so now it's interesting when I am losing online, I can actually pinpoint why I'm losing a lot better than I was mm -hmm. before. So I'm almost kind of cutting it off at the pass that I'm not getting into this negative space because every time I lose, I'm like, oh, nope, nope, I lost because this and I can totally go. I can totally 
uh, deduce exactly why I lost and it's making a big difference for me and you know it's one of those things that I never could tell why I lost before because I didn't recognize anything that was happening but now right. I'm trying to be better about it and it's uh, except Honda I will still get mad at Honda uh -huh. I like like I played against two Hondas they both destroyed me one of okay. them one and done me too I oh, ran wow. into the one and dunner again, and I beat him the next time I played him. Okay. And even after I beat him, I was still so mad at that character. I was like, I beat him, and I was like, fuck this character. This character's still brain dead. He's so scrubby, blah, blah, blah. Dude, I, God, I, see what you've done to me, David? <laughs> you have traumatized me so badly with this character. Oh, well, God. Um, I'm, I'm curious about how you'll feel with respect to the idea that you can't play Street Fighter V by heart and by feel, after you know more about these situations. Yeah. Because I feel that it is a game that I do play by feel a lot, but I have this, like, underlying knowledge base already yeah. of, like, all the little data and stuff. Like, I know it now. So I'm sort of, like, sitting on top of that. Yeah. And then now where I'm at is, like, yeah, it definitely is. It, there is a real feeling of like ebb and flow, and and understanding the flow of the game, and the feel of it, and understanding mm -hmm. the opponent's feel. What, what's interesting is that, I, so I have the PC account that's somewhere between like high diamond and master. It's, I'm flipping around uh, all in, uh. in between there, and then my PS4 account was in gold, and now is in low platinum. Um, and I'm and I'm kind of relearning Dalson by playing in the in the PS4 lower account. Very interesting to go between the two and see how different people play, and also oh how different I have to play. Yes, in order yeah, to be, yeah, in order yeah, to yeah. People, right? uh, uh -huh. So when I'm playing in the like Master and Diamond account. There's a lot of just like the feel and the sort of yeah, 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 emotionality yeah, yeah. of playing, and that's what I'm concentrating on. Mm -hmm. And then when I go down to the lower ranks again, I have to be very robotic. And there, because everybody else is, because there's like a conventional wisdom time right. that people are pressing buttons on. And I keep thinking, like, well, they're going to delay it this time. That's like what it feels to me. And maybe that works in Master, but like it doesn't, just doesn't cut it nope. in Gold and, and Platinum. So I wonder how you'll feel about the game if you, you know, if you want to continue and you do rise up. Sounds like you are. Mm -hmm. I wonder how you'll feel because I, I think that there really is that side to it. You just have to have like kind of yeah. this under. It has to be supported by, yeah, having mm -hmm. done research. Yeah, but but then there's also the other aspect. You know, while I do 100% agree with that, I mean, it's the reason why I couldn't make it past gold and platinum for the longest of time. You can't play by feel in the gold platinum uh, p position. I mean, I fought a Balrog that hit a button every time. Every time. You can, I mean, the people who watched this, it was probably one of the funniest ones that I, and I lost to him. And I ran into him again, and I tried to throw him one time, and he jabbed me, and I was like, James, he is always going to hit a button. And so I then actually ended up killing him by doing crouching medium kick, burn kick, times N. 
Like, I just kept doing it. If he got hit, I did it. If he got blocked it, I did it. And I just, and he just kept getting hit by things. He just kept getting hit by things. And I ended up beating him. Because literally, I just told myself, I'm never going to try to throw this guy. Because if yep. I play by feel, because he's going to stop hitting buttons, eventually, I'm going to lose. And I literally just said, nope. Nope, I am always gonna go for perfect frame traps, perfect meaties, and only attacking, and that's it. I'm never going to try to micro walk or steal a turn or do any of these things, and it worked out for me. And it, and it, mm -hmm. it and like, it's just one of those things that you have to do when you're down. It's crazy because yeah. I always talk about how fighting games are one of the hardest things to play because depending on the level that you're at what you learn you have to actually unlearn most of it to get to the next level and then you have yeah. to unlearn that yeah. to get to the next level and then you have to unlearn that and it's it's crazy dude it's 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 one of the things that makes fighting games so hard so yeah if i get up to diamond eventually maybe maybe it will change a lot and i can play a lot more by field because every I time Every time I play top players, I feel like I actually can play against them a lot. Yep. You know, like it's weird. I'll lose to crazy Balrog, but then I fight like a top player. And then I feel like I can fight against them because then the feels come back into place. You know what I mean? It's it's yep. really interesting. So yeah, um, I, I think I think there's I was talking about this on on stream the other day, but there are like a couple levels. I was talking about this, so I put up a video on YouTube. About how to deal with Honda hands. I watched it. I watched it even before it went public. I almost wrote a comment in there. Thank you, David. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, because part of what I mentioned was this idea of the different ranks treating things differently. Mm -hmm. Talk about lower ranks and then the higher-ish ranks, which is where I am. And then the people who are actually good can do both, right? They could. They can play robotically or they can play by feel. Mm -hmm. And the and the switch of the gears is one thing that's very difficult for many players to deal with um, and to do. And they can do that. So they have this like additional um, you know, set of timing yeah, in their minds. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They have both, which is definitely really helpful. Anyway, I wonder, I wonder how you feel about the game in terms of that. Well, um, like I said, uh, one of the things that you were talking about that uh, really... You know, a, a while ago I tweeted that, you know, I treat fighting games like music. I always have to kind of get a rhythm of the game. I need to feel what the beats are, what the common refrains are, how people spend meter, you know, this kind of thing. And I always get, like, to me to learn a fighting game, I have to learn that. I have to learn this kind of... Uh, feel like it's it's okay. it's like I can close my eyes and kind of get an idea of how the pace of a match goes and Street Fighter 5 felt like a bunch of kids banging on pots and pans for me because I could not get the rhythm of it at all but nowadays I actually feel like I have the rhythm of the game a lot Ooh. a lot more now I feel the rhythm of the game a lot more and it's interesting because you know I feel it a lot more not by teaching the kids how to play the 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 music the, the pots and pans better but by understanding the pots and pans honestly um mm -hmm. i've understood the rhythm of the game more because now i realize that you know i you know you recognize the how important it is to put yourself plus two in front of somebody else you know how important it is you know to be at this range from somebody or you know things like that like i'm really starting to under i'm trying to play the game so much more by math 
And that is the music of it. Like, it's like one of those, you know, you go to one of those classes that, you know, they have the crazy experimental music where the guy plays this music and you're like, what is this crap? You know, like, but it's a music to a different group of people. It's a music to a very different kind of scientific mindset. And, uh, you know, like a, 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 a musician like Philip Glass is very experimental in chord progression, does a lot of different things, you know, that aren't common to normal music is, you know, if you watch a movie like Koyanis Katsi, that's all Philip Glass and the music in there is very like, it's like, like it repeats the same thing over and over and over and over again and stuff. And some people might not enjoy that music, but it is music to a lot of people out there. And that's what I had to do to learn the game. And so now I do understand the rhythm of the, of the game a lot more and it's allowing me to accept things that happen a lot more <laughs> in the game <laughs> well I, I think i think that's good then I, I i would still say that i think that at higher levels the frame data itself is less important yeah there's yeah, a lot yeah. more creativity around what plus two means right or whatever the number means, right? And so there's and there's many situations where being negative is fine. Even sometimes it's a mix-up to be negative, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I think there is a point at which the game opens up. It just doesn't. It's not apparent. I think when you're when you're low level. Um, what, one thing I would say as well is that you know this sort of what what you talk about I think is is a way to avoid feeling negative while playing fighting games, which is to 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 see if there's some underlying thing that's mm. going on for you. And and sometimes that's a much larger question. Sometimes it's like what you mentioned that you just you've recognized how you haven't been noticing certain things in games, yeah. and now you can sort of address that. Um, for me, I, I have felt much much better about learning and losing now that I feel like I can control my hands. Right? Yeah, so yeah. For for many years, I would get tilted pretty quickly, and so I didn't play very much because I felt that I wasn't. I couldn't even do the things that I wanted to do, and so, like, why bother? But I really wanted to play because I love fighting games, so I'm still playing, but I'm just screwing it up, and it's <laughs> making me pissed. And that happened a lot. Feeling like I have control, even if in some cases I still lose it, but feeling like I usually have control has made it so that I, I can put aside the more physical mm -hmm. uh, questions in my mind, and concentrate more on what are the mental things and in reality i could have been doing this the entire time even though my hands wouldn't have been able to control as well i mean i do it better now but you know back then i could also have still been improving how i'm dealing with things mentally it I was available mm -hmm. it's just that i wasn't i couldn't get past the the physical side of things first right i mean to, it's to, to learn it's it's like it's like playing in a bunch of lag, right? You never know if you're losing because you're really losing. So it's hard to really kind well, that, of That's true, but even in that situation, you can still take things from games mentally. You you can still yeah, yeah. You, there's still certainly plenty of things that you can learn and understand about how a game plays even if there isn't lag. Yeah, and and you know, yeah. one thing I do want to address too cuz you know, yeah. uh, you know, I see high fight in the in the chat talking about it's it's all about getting used to a game and that frame data can help you skip training and stuff like that. Some training uh, it's I, like I I I can't say that that's actually, you know, the problem is everybody learns differently. So, you know, I've sat there and studied frame data all I wanted to, and I've been trying to get used to the game the way that I get used to games, and it doesn't work that way. You know, my brain just doesn't 
process games in that style. And so the frame data actually doesn't help me as much as actually like, under, you know, like putting myself into that situation a lot. You know what I mean? And, and really just kind of try to practice things. I just, I really think that a lot of people learn very, very different ways. Of course. You know, so that's the thing. So I, I don't think that there's one particular solution. So, you know, when I talk about how I learn fighting games, I'm talking about from a heart, from an emotional standpoint, you know, so it is very, very different. <laughs> that's actually really funny. That's actually clever. High Fight says that he makes frame analysis to force himself to remember frame data. <laughs> that's actually... I used, I used to do the same thing. I, mean, I, I made... I began making posts. The very first, like lessons thing that I did, which is the big Q, how to play Q thread on SRK. Uh -huh. I did that for me. I mean, I did it to help other people too, but I did it because I wanted to have like all of my stuff in mm. one spot so that I could more easily look at it. And when I wrote things down, I would remember it better, just like taking notes for class. I would like be able to sort of record it better for myself too. I think this yeah. is a good point. Yeah, that, that, that really does help. But it's also a good point to play, a uh, good point to say that as HiFight mentions, you can be in master and like not be thinking about frame data that much in SF5 because at that point, you you can play more around oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. whether something is advantaged or disadvantaged. What, one of the things that I definitely want to make clear is that uh, you know you don't have to memorize the numbers in frame data at all, at all, at all, at all, no matter who you are. And even if you're a player like me or whatever like that, but you have to memorize the, you have to know what the situations are afterwards. You just have to get used to yeah. the situations that you get put into. And there's where I can't play by getting used to because I never recognized the situations yeah. that I got put into. That That is, that's, that's a good insight. I'm, I'm glad that you realized that. Mm -hmm. And I would say, you know, if you're trying to learn frame data, but you can't tell the difference between the two moves anyway, then knowing the frame data doesn't matter. Yeah, not only so that, it's not just even... To, once you can know, then, then it begins to maybe matter. Right, not even just being able to recognize the two different moves. It's just, I didn't know that I was being put into this situation all the time that they were mixing me up. I just didn't process that I was put into this same mix-up over and over and over again. You know, like, for example, like, if I fought an Ed and he did, you know, uh, V trigger two, you know, to, so he's plus three on me. Yeah. I just, if he did that to me multiple times, I would never recognize it playing. I could recognize it by watching other people that yeah. this was a situation that he couldn't handle. But playing it myself, I never realized it. And, you know, same kind of thing happened when people would jump in on me all the time. And I never anti-air. I never realized that's how I mm -hmm. was dying because I was mm -hmm. just blocking jumps all the time. I just, I don't have this ability to, like, when I play fighting games, it's like I'm always in this weird visual fog. I don't know what it is, you know what I mean? And so what I've really been trying to do playing this now is put myself into these, like I just take the little defogger and wipe off the fog off of one part of the mirror just so I can concentrate on that a little bit. I'm never gonna be able to get the whole mirror clean, you know, cause by the time I finish wiping it, the rest of it is fogged up again. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. I'm always, I'm just trying to laser focus on certain things now and recognizing the situation and 
understanding how to deal with that now so and so basically when i was fighting alex i like i said i trained the stomp versus stun gun i've now trained the post uh the post command throw mix up because i would get Mm. command throw by alex and then i would just get hit by standing heavy kick 100 percent of the time and i i don't think i ever realized i got hit by that every single time you know uh i was always trying to backdash and I just get hit every single time. And I don't think I realized that until one day I just sat down and thought about it. And I was like, I keep getting hit by this. That's good. <laughs> you know? Right. And, That's important. And I, I just was literally rewatching a little bit of my a match I had against an Alex. And I got hit by the heavy kick. And I was like, I always get hit by this heavy kick. I always get hit by this heavy kick. And I was like, I always get hit by this heavy kick. You know? And it's like, I, yeah. I can't get it into my head. <laughs> until I get it into my head. And so that's, that's kind of how it is right now. That's, I guess that's what I mean by I can't play the game by feel, is that the feel is failing me. Whereas something like Samurai Showdown, you can always roll away. You can all, like, there is no vortex. The mix-up situations aren't like that. You know what I mean? It's a very different kind of thing. So, and I don't watch a lot of replays, uh, man, dude. I really don't. I don't watch a lot of replays of myself because I can't. It's it's hard for me to watch them. It's it's depressing to watch. It's very useful. Yeah, and I don't, and that's definitely a mistake that I that I'm not sure I'll be able to overcome. So, we'll see. Well, okay. Anyway, those are some thoughts on you know how to deal with not feeling in a positive mental state when playing a fighting game, uh, and maybe how to avoid even feeling that way in the first place. Like mm-hmm. we were talking about, right? Some ways to just address whatever the underlying issue is in the first place is, is a really good way to deal with that. Anything else to say on that topic? Uh, no, no. Just kind All of right. glad well, I got to, sorry if I derailed it so much. No, uh, no, into, it's totally fine. into my own learning situation about Street Fighter. It seemed like the chat really enjoyed that though, but yeah, like maybe. I said, it was actually what I planned to talk about on the Chen Reaction yesterday and then it never happened. So it just was all in my brain already and so it all just kind of came out. <laughs> That's all good. All right, well, let's, let's move on to the viewer questions, huh? Sure, sure, sure. Okay, let's go to the results here. So here are the questions. Number one. Who are the five strongest characters, tiers-wise, in Street Fighter series history? Oh, whoa. Did you, see, you didn't see that Twitter discussion? No, I think I missed it. Okay, all right. Well, maybe we'll get to that. Two, what games will really struggle under the current quarantine and which might do well? Could Marvel Infinite do well? Three, what could we improve about online tournaments from both the player and viewer experience? Four, will they ever make an update to Street Fighter 3 Third Strike or Capcom vs. SNK 2? That got no votes and the answer is no. So, five. (laughs) Why do you think the FGC puts a kind of expiration date on fighting games? Why do games fall off? Why do people talk about games as if they die? Six. What's your favorite premise or lore from an otherwise unremarkable (laughs) or bad fighting game? I love that question. Seven, last one. Will the next Street Fighter game be on every platform and will it be and will it and other future fighting games be cross platform? Right. I'm just gonna well, say I just wanna say about that last question is 
Street Fighter V was already on all the platforms, except for Switch. That's the only one, but I wouldn't have expected it to be on Switch. So that's true, actually. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a stretch to be on Switch. Although it'd be great, but yeah, yeah. It's already on everything. After but it's all. on everything else. So there you as go. As far as I know. Yeah. 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 Well, maybe they can put it on Epic Game Store, right? I guess that's that's one extra thing that they could do. Yeah, pretty much. I uh, guess so. If they yeah. needed to reach out uh-huh. in any more uh-huh. ways. So the question that one is. Why do you think the FGC puts a kind of expiration date on fighting games? Why do games fall off? Why do people talk about games as if they die? What do you think, uh, Honestly, I think people talk about games as if they die because they find joy in it. Honestly. Oh, oh wow. I, I really just think it's because it's an asshole mentality. Uh, I never like to talk about games as dying. I'm always like, you know what? This game can live. This game can win. I think people like to talk about games that die because they want it to be dead. Huh. Uh, because it gives them joy that, that oh, yay, look, this game is dead, but my game is still alive. Me. <laughs> so I, <laughs> wow, actually, okay. I really honestly feel like that's where a lot of it comes from. I think a lot of people like to declare games dead because it, they find joy in them being right about their fighting game. And uh, honestly, I, I, even if it's not intentionally trying to be mean, I think it's subconscious, too. I think it's because I've made such a conscious effort to not feel that way, even about games that I don't like, that I never declare games as dead. You know, like I, that that language is gone from my head because I'm so intent on wanting every game to succeed. And so okay. as soon as you get into that mentality, you just stop thinking in that way, uh, to be honest with you. So, uh and yeah, I mean, but the problem is like people make jokes about it, but the jokes have real impact, right? It's just like you make jokes about it and then everybody, you make a joke about a game, like you're just joking, like, haha, MVCI is dead. You don't really mean it. But then the MVCI player was like, well, fuck you. And so then later on, they're going to be like, well, Dragon Ball is dead. And so like, even though it started as a joke and now ricochets as something serious and then everybody else gets serious about it, you see it in chat all the time. Everyone's happy. Mm-hmm. Soon as someone says one game is dead then all of a sudden the chat devolves into everybody hates yeah. every fighting game you know That's what i mean true. it's it's just how it is i really honestly think that people are quick to declare games are dead because they want their game to succeed and they part of them is kind of happy to see that it's happening to other games i've fallen victim to it myself with some games that have died that i was like ha take that you know kind of thing and like i realize that now and i don't want to be that way i just yeah. i don't i refuse to be that way and ever since i've i've changed that mentality i've never had a temptation to ever call a fighting game dead and that's that's where i honestly think it comes from so okay well i guess i think that games die (laughs) i think that's i don't know that's my view look we are playing video games they're products that companies that businesses make that they need to sell and in the future they need to sell more and they need to make more and in order for that to happen we move on to the next one we we buy new products um this is not a sport we're not going to be playing football for the next 100 years that's not what fighting games are it's not Mm -hmm. what video games are there's no video game that'll be like that they're products and while I think that's a big bummer in some ways, in other ways, it's just the reality, I think. I think it's just a rec- it's just that's the life that we have. And 
in this product cycle life, part of it is death. Part of it is that products go away. So that's not categorically the case. There's still some games that are being played in pretty good numbers from the 90s, right? Mm-hmm. Not many. Just a few. And I, I don't even know how many fighting games came out in the 90s, right? I wouldn't... A dozen, dozens. Mm-hmm. Um, many, many. Only a few of them have survived. And those are the real classics. And that'll be the case from this last decade as well. From I mean, not that many came out in the 2000s, right? Some. Most of those aren't still played, although some are. A few, I would say, of the 2010s will probably keep being played. Skullgirls is still around, right? There's still... There are some that survive. But again, not many. Especially as a percentage of, of games overall. I just think that's a reality, you know? And and while I don't want to proclaim that a game is dead, I think I think I agree with you that I don't like that proclamation. Mm-hmm. I think that that is... It's not helpful to anybody. It, uh, it does hurt the few people who are trying to keep a game going. I can understand, although I don't feel it anymore, but I can understand why people would get some kind of, like, excitement out of saying that somebody else's game's dead, but theirs is doing well, right? Okay. So I don't want to proclaim it, but I do think that the reality is that some games die, most games die, and that it's the exception that a game survives, not that games... Um, not, that, mm-hmm. not that that's the sort of uh, the commonality. And I think that makes sense in a competitive situation especially. So it doesn't really make sense to talk about games that are single-player games dying. You can just go back and play them whenever. But in a game that requires competition, you need to have somebody else to play again. Well, and if you can't find that, then the game's dead. Yeah. And I mean, if you can only find a few people, then that game is not really alive. I mean, there's a few. <laughs> but it's hard to say that it's like alive really Mm -hmm. i just think i think that's how it is i think that fighting games over time will die and the exception will be that some survive right i I guess what i should say is that you know more i was addressing you know the thing of why people like to declare things are dead Um, okay i mean mace the dark age is dead and done right i mean like you know obviously games will die but the thing about it is you know uh there's you know, it's, it's, uh, God, I don't want to like spoil movie. It's not really a spoiler because it's a major plot point. But to me, okay. uh, fighting games, as with any competitive things, it's like Coco, right? You saw the movie Coco, right? You go into the afterlife and you stay alive in the afterlife, but then you die again. It sucks because in that world you die twice, but you know, <laughs> but you die when people forget about you. Right, and as soon as people, well, as soon as there's nobody left on Earth who is celebrating your death on the day of Dia de los Muertos, you know that's when you fade away from the afterlife. Uh, that's kind of how I see it, right? So I obviously fighting games, like you said, once people stop playing it, it's it's dead. Right. There's no such thing. I mean, I can't even say Champion Edition in Street Fighter 2 is dead because they still play that in Korea, which is weird. Yeah. But, you know, uh, obviously, you know, games will die. The thing about it is it's a natural process. It happens by itself. Nobody declares it dead. Yeah. Because if you are declaring a fighting game dead, it's not dead because it's still there. It's in your brain. Right. You're talking about it. I mean, obviously, if it unless it is an extreme case like, you know, dead or alive one, like you know. 
know? Okay. Kind of thing like that, you know? So, but if you're sitting here trying to go like, Dragon Ball's dead, Granblue is dead, you know, BB Tag is dead, you know, this kind of thing is like, you're just wasting everybody's time. It's, it's, it's like not even a thing. Clearly these games are not dead and they're not even close yeah. to being dead, you know? So yeah. I just wish people would, uh, stop talking about games that way you know what i mean like that that they would like to try to declare games are dead and i i really do wish people would stop that kind of thing yeah i think people shouldn't i don't know look you got to be you have to be able to say that some games are dead for sure um i don't i think it's bad to take any joy in the idea that other games are dead I think it's silly to say that games are dead that are still getting big tournament numbers. Uh, well, okay, I guess let me just clarify. You know, obviously, you you a game games will die. Yeah. And you know they're dead because nobody has to declare it because nobody remembers right. to declare it. So I don't think that there's any point declaring a game dead because when a okay. game dies, it just happens. It's all it really comes down to. All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean. I, maybe there's some exceptions to that. Like when, you know, when Mortal Kombat X came out, Injustice One died. I mean, we knew it. <laughs> there was no, there was no question. When MK11 came out, Injustice Two died. In fact, there are people who are going back right now and playing MK9, Injustice One, and MKX, and not Injustice Two. <laughs> maybe so. it's different because you come from the NRS community. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure there are still people playing Injustice 2, to be honest. I yeah. feel like if I would go online, probably still are people playing it. But, I, you know, I would say in those situations, it's not unreasonable to say because the amount of competition is about to go from pretty good, you can go online, hop on whenever, play games, there's big tournaments for it, to good luck online, and there's no offline tournaments for it. And, and those, are, those are different enough that I feel like I'm okay with saying that the game has died. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. Anyway, Injustice 2 is way better than Injustice 1. I don't know why anybody's going back and playing Injustice 1. Oh, man, what a wild game. I mean, there's some stuff in there that just should not should not exist in fighting games. Sorry, my, anyway. my computer is being weird right now, so this stream may have some interesting situations, but we'll see what happens. So okay. <laughs> as long as it's still running, we're good. <laughs> yeah, I would say primarily that I think when I'm thinking about which games are dead, I'm thinking primarily of whether I can play offline with people. But secondarily, if that's not an option, can I go online and play? I think I think those, those are the two. Yeah, yeah. And if you can't do either, then it's definitely gone. And if you can't play offline, or maybe you got one friend who plays offline, and maybe you have to play online, but you have to like arrange matches because there's just nobody on like randoms. It's hard to say that game is alive. Yeah, I don't know that I would say that's I mean, dead, but because I mean, like games well. like games like uh, like even like BB Tag and Guilty Gear Exert, they didn't have. You can't find matches on ranked, dude. Like okay, well if the know, code sucks, maybe it's the difference. Right, uh, that's the thing, right? Maybe so clearly, you know, those games were doing fine, but it's just that their net yeah. code sucks. So. Fair enough, dude. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's the answer to that question. Okay. So. Do either of the rest of these sound interesting to you? What do you want to say? Mm -hmm. Let's see here. Uh, 
what can we do to improve online tournaments? What games really struggle under the current quarantine? I mean, obviously, uh, the answer to that one is really easy. It's just the ones with the good netcode are going to do well. The ones with the bad netcode are going to struggle. And honestly, I, I really feel like this is the time that we should all be looking at games like Skullgirls, them fighting herds and Killer Instinct and stuff like that. Like Punch Planet is another good one. Battle for the mm -hmm. Grid. We should 100% be looking at those games. And this that is a good sense. opportunity for those games to really start to shine. And sure. I almost kind of want to start streaming some of these games just to... Uh, give them a little bit more, you know, play. MVCI would be a great one. I think yeah. this is a perfect time for MVCI to to to, to grow. But uh, I guess I just picked that question as an answer. So there you go. Do you have any uh, viewer choice of your David choices? All right. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna quickly blow through two of them, but we'll see what you say about one. So okay. the first one I'm gonna get to is: What's your favorite premise or lore from an otherwise unremarkable or bad fighting game? Okay. This was submitted by 645, and I think that this question came, here's my guess, when I was playing FX Fighter music on stream. And <laughs> I love that game's music. I think it's one of the best soundtracks for a fighting game. But the game was not good. <laughs> like, the gameplay wasn't good. But I was talking about the story, which is that the, this evil mastermind character has the most powerful weapon in the galaxy. It's his home planet. And what he's going to do is fly around and challenge the best fighter from each of several other planets. And if he wins, then he gets to take over their world. And if he loses, then he gives them his planet, the ultimate weapon in the galaxy. This story doesn't make any sense at all. Why would you have the most powerful weapon in the galaxy and give it up because of a fight? You have the most powerful weapon in the galaxy, and if you'd like to take over somebody's home planet, you can just do it. You have you have the super weapon. It's your planet. There's no reason <laughs> to give it up. You can just win. Principles. But, principles, man. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's important to him to have a fair fight. But what, what value, then, is it to have the most powerful weapon in the galaxy if the way that battles are won and that the way that planets are taken over is by winning and losing individual one-on-one -on -one fights why do you even have the most powerful weapon in the galaxy it just doesn't matter at all so anyway this is not the answer to the question then because this is a terrible war <laughs> i think it's hilarious so um it's it's one that's stuck in my mind even after so many fighting games whose lore I like briefly read and didn't care about. But it's stuck in my mind because it's so bad that I just think it's hilarious. There's like a genius to how stupid it is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that's funny. And then, who are the five strongest characters tiers-wise in Street Fighter series history? This was a question from Ryan Hart on Twitter. And he had it in the context of like, hey, remember how strong Yun was in... Uh, Street Fighter 4 Arcade Edition. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. Which character... Well, that was that's what he said. Remember how strong Yun was in Street Fighter 4 Arcade Edition? Which five characters do you think were the strongest in any Street Fighter game? And my response was... Okay, I believe I believe this was it. World Warrior Guile. CE Dictator. Super Turbo Claw. Alpha One Guy. Third Strike Chun-Li. Those were my five. I had nobody from this millennium. <laughs> I had only old game. So uh, my, not young, right? I guess my question is: Does it count? This games like CVS count 
Alpha. He series. said no. He's he said he's just talking about main Street Fighter games. That was what. Oh, so only Alpha two, three, and four and five, basically. Yes, correct. Uh, I mean, do we count ST Akuma? No, and and he said to no banned characters, like obviously, right? Okay, okay. Because <laughs> clearly ST Akuma would be the answer, but. Mm-hmm. No. Um, I would probably say CE Dictator, uh-huh. for sure. Uh-huh. Uh, Third Strike Chun, for sure. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, because no CVS, I've lost my Nakaruru in CVS One. Indeed, you have. Uh, Claw and ST. Yep. Probably. Um, uh, what was the other one that I was about to say? Uh, what did I say already? I said uh, CE Dictator. I said Chun Li, uh, Claw in ST. Yep. Uh, I, I sometimes wonder if we played it long enough that you know Seth and Vanilla Street Fighter Four might have been one of them. So my response was those five that I mentioned, uh-huh. and then I said if there's any character from this millennium I would mention, it would be Vanilla SF4 Seth. Okay, well there you go. <laughs> uh, it's interesting, you know, Guile. Guile in Street Fighter 2 is an interesting one. The problem with it was is that Dalsum could fight him, and it yeah. was pretty even, but he would definitely be on that list because he ruined everybody else. He yeah. literally ruined everybody else. Uh, who was the fifth one that you mentioned again? Oh, you said Alpha 1 Guy. Yeah. <laughs> Alpha 1 Guy. Mm, that's a good one, too. I think it is. Yeah, I mean, Look, it I might have to be my this. five is actually the correct five. I think I'm, like, factually correct about this. Yeah, I, it's like, it's almost impossible to argue that those, those that list right there. It's almost impossible to argue that list because Guy and Alpha 1 was really dumb. Uh, I mean, Yun and Chun are the two that are the, the, the tough ones because, obviously, Yun was super good in Third Strike as well. But he was. I feel like... Yun in Third Strike, Dalsum in Super Turbo, and Dalsum in Street Fighter 2 could counter a lot of that because those three characters could fight the best character, but they were just, well, I mean, they were just as good as the best character, but the amount of work it took to get as good at those characters is so much harder that I, I would go with the five that you picked in terms of, yeah, these characters just dominate naturally super easily. Yep. They so, do. Yeah. They do. And some people mention Second Impact Ibuki. But some people also mention Second Impact Akuma. And while they're both very strong, I think if if you have a thing where you're like, well, it could be one of these two, then it's that's not the answer. And they're not mentioning Street Fighter Second Impact Sean either. So Yeah, but I think it really was Ibuki and Akuma <laughs> who were the best. But in any case, but if there's if there's two where you're like Ibuki and Akuma, then that's not the answer because then neither of those characters dominates enough for there to be like yeah. this is this is the best character in the game yeah. <laughs> you know and I, I really think that's true for the five that yeah for the lore for the lore question that you just kind of hit up I mean again I don't, I'm not saying that these car- games are particularly bad I mean they were definitely plagued with infinites and and you know they probably weren't the greatest fighting games but for me I would probably say and this is one of the reasons why I really want to remake <laughs> it is rival schools uh, right. I am super fascinated by the you know, the schools going up against each other concept. I love it. And that's why I've always been mad that you can split the teams up. 
Yeah. I even have a spreadsheet that I wrote down all the people from what schools they come from and stuff and try to make a team for the teachers and all this stuff so that if I ever made my rival schools game and forced it so that you couldn't actually split the teams up, which everybody would be mad about, but, you know, fuck you, lore, you know, respect the lore. Um, you know, that's probably would be my answer because I I was so fascinated by that whole storyline. And, and it goes super deep too because you know Akira's coming in there and she's trying to figure out who did something to one of her siblings and all this crazy stuff but I didn't even care about that much part as as I just really loved the concept of having the school teams uh, go up against each other so that, that was just something that uh, fascinated me a lot so there you go okay <laughs> alright well, I guess that's it for a 5-5 matchup. Anything else to say? Uh, nope, that's it. And uh, I don't know why my subject changed uh, quickly like that. I definitely didn't do that on purpose. But anyways, um, okay. Wait, what about... Paolo has a question for you. What's that? Check out the chat. Uh, what... If I could split the schools for teams, but it cost uh, an, uh, a consumable... Uh, yeah, I had thought about that too. So the way that I had designed it was that, um, and this kind of goes into another fighting game concept that I've really wanted to implement that I won't go into details here because I don't want people stealing my ideas. Um, but, you know, yeah, if you could split it, then you would severely limit your team in different ways, you know, like uh, like resources would go down or you would just not have the ability to execute some really strong mechanic. But if it's what you really want to do, you really you can do it. So that's that's how I would do it. So, yeah, actually something very similar to that, Paco, for sure, for sure. Need more fun and nonsense. Hey, you know, Brian F. has... I mean, we talked about that on... Uh, remember how we talked about Brian F. saying we need more Mimi kind of content? And then yeah, yeah, yeah. I talked about how combo videos are kind of dying because of, uh, uh, you know, everyone only wants serious content. I did my work. I did my work and I put out a super Mimi video just uh, yesterday. So... Okay. And I told Brian that I did it for him too. And he said, oh God... <laughs> <laughs> Good. I think that video is genius, so. All right, I'll check it out. Okay. Well, that's it for this part. Let's move on to game news, because there is definitely some stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And let's begin... By talking about Soul Calibur 6, yes. is available now. I am so sad. I have not had a chance to mess with him yet. That is a failure on my part. Uh, I definitely want to mess with him and just, you know, find out how he plays and see what all his mechanics... They even gave him mechanics from, like, old school, like, Samurai Showdown 4 stuff. You know, like the little... Uh, you hit him with the thing and you just do the button taps and he does the little super long combo kind of thing. They gave him all sorts of cool... He looks so neat. So he I can't really I good. can't wait to mess with him a little bit and maybe that'll bring me back into Soul Calibur as well because the game is super fun I really enjoyed Very it good. and uh, I'm I'm sad that I don't play it anymore but you know maybe it'll help bring me back into the game uh, to be honest with you so but I've often said it, if I didn't have Street Fighter Five and Mortal Eleven which I 
I'd be playing Caliber. That yeah. would be, that's my third for sure. And and and, and uh, also the game came with a bunch of balance patches as well. So they yeah. they, they definitely changed a bunch of stuff. Uh, I I haven't had a chance to go through that list particularly detailedly, and I'm so behind on the game now that to be honest with you, I wouldn't be able to process a lot of those balance patch notes yeah. anyway. That's why I didn't even talk about it. But yes, yeah, you're, you're right. Exactly. So that's that's basically kind of where I'm at right now. So all right. In Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, there was a trailer for Jita, mm-hmm. as well as a little teaser for Zoe after that. And what do you think about it? Uh, I'm just glad that Jita does it. I mean, she's she. A lot of people when they first saw like glimpses of her, she looked like she was just going to be grand again, like exactly. Right. Uh, she's not a hundred percent like grand. She's definitely like Ken to Ryu kind of Ken, thing. Yeah. So I'm glad that there's a little bit of differences in there. Uh, but you know, it's a character that obviously has to be put into the game. Because she's literally, you know, the the female. You when you play the game, you can choose between a male or a female protagonist, and it's Gran or Jita. So you know she had to be put in the game. So I'm glad they kind of waited to put her in there so that they could have the better variety at first, and then uh, mm-hmm. now they've introduced her after they've already put in a bunch of other characters. Uh, again. It's just, it looks like they keep getting better as they go. It's just, it's such a beautiful looking character. Animations yeah. and all like the, the little cutscene things that they're doing and wind poses Definitely. and stuff. And yeah, so I'm, in, I'm excited for the character, uh, you know, in the, hey, this character looks cool kind of way. But uh, mm-hmm. obviously more excited for the April patch to see how things are going to change. So Cool, dude. All right. Then in Samurai Showdown, there's a trailer for Sogetsu. Yes, Sogetsu trailer came out. And, you know, I mean, Samurai Showdown, when it came out, wasn't the prettiest looking game. It definitely looked better than KOF 14. Uh, yeah. It, and it definitely had a lot of good style and it looked good. It had style. Yeah, yeah. so I liked it. But, it I style. mean, you can also tell that they're getting better at what they're doing, too. Because I think Sogetsu actually just visually looks really cool. He just—he definitely looks better, I would say. Yeah, yeah, he has a good style to him and, and everything like that. But honestly, you know, Sogetsu coming out, you know, uh, we already just had Mina come out. And a lot of people were mostly sad that, you know, nothing else was happening. But right, uh, right. Samurai Showdown did announce that they are having a, a bunch of balance changes. Uh, some pretty significant ones, too. Like some, oh, did they announce what they are? Uh, yeah, yeah. They've already released the patch notes for them. Like oh, okay. Most of the universal overheads don't knock down anymore. So that's going to hurt Jubei and uh, Charlotte a little bit and Shizamaru. Okay. But you can now do the rage burst in block. So while you're blocking oh. things, you can actually rage burst now. Backdash no longer has any invincibility. Uh, Yashimaru has the ability to throw the dagger and then double jump out of it. So when he throws the dagger, he's not completely dead like he is right okay. now. You know, that's cool. So they, there was a pretty significant patch change. So that was actually very happy to see. The problem obviously is again the Epic Game Store thing and just no mm. news on netcode because the netcode yeah. it's not even just like oh it's delayed netcode so it's bad I mean it's bad for delayed netcode you know what I mean it's like it's just not in a it, we need situations where we can actually get the net play to work better it's just it's not mm-hmm. it's not fun so yeah and it's interesting uh, the balance changes obviously there's going to be people with different opinions on them and everything like that but it's yeah. a shake up 
and 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 I and I, and I like that. I, I like that for okay. this game. I, I, it was something that people kind of wanted. Was was you know a little bit of a balance patch, a little bit of a shakeup. So I don't mind it so much. So it feels to me as somebody who's not playing the game that it's changed a lot in like well it's been out for a little over six months mm-hmm. right wasn't it like yeah. june that it came out i feel like it's had like three big changes uh, not really most of the right? times it's just been character uh-huh. balances it's never been like game mechanics i mean the the, mm-hmm. the first patch which which we saw at evo with seven thousand genjuros you know right. that change was probably the biggest patch for the whole okay. entire time most of the other things have just been new characters and small things Okay. Uh, cool. I, I haven't felt like the the, the the patches have been as significant as that first one, and okay. now this one. So sounds good. Yeah. Uh, why um, why remove backdash and vulnerability? I'm not sure, Peter 0611. But it usually wasn't large enough that it really made a difference anyway. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Some other news is that in Smash Ultimate. The first character of the next season of DLC will be from Arm. Who is it, James? Who's it going to be? Uh, did they not say who it was? Did they just? <laughs> they didn't. They oh, just okay, said it was going to okay. be a character from Arm. Okay. Okay. I mean, I hope they pick a good one because well, otherwise... I mean, you have many favorites. I know among yeah, Arms. Uh-huh. I mean, if it's just and like which the... which one would you like to be in it? I would like to have, uh, I would like to have, um, what's her, I don't even remember her name now, but the, 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 I'm going to be, uh, biased towards the Chinese girl in there, right? So, you know, be cool to have the Asian in there, uh, but that's the best I can really say. (laughs) You don't know anybody's names in that game, huh? Uh, I know, which, uh, Twintel is the super popular one, right? Until uh, yeah yeah uh yeah I I've forgotten all the names since the last time I played it which was like two years ago or something like that so well I have been furiously trying to Google to see if I can find any names of characters in, in Arms and um, it's just not working out <laughs> I don't know if my Google ability is not very good right now but I went through at least a few pages and even the Wikipedia and like a few other things. And there's Squadoosh, right. so... And don't get me wrong, too. I've actually commentated ARMS before for, like, uh, one of those old uh, uh, fighting games, Locals of the World kind of things, and it was super cool. Like, when I actually got to study it and learn more about it, I really enjoyed a lot of the, the way that the game played. But, uh, I mean, I think it's cool that they're adding an ARMS character. I think it was probably kind of only a matter of time before one of them was going to show up, to be honest. I think it makes sense. So... Makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, that'll come up at some point. It's been an announcement for DOA 6. So after some of the more DLC costumes and stuff, and a patch as well comes out in April, no more updates for the game. That's They're not going to keep it going. Interesting, because that was, uh, that's fast. That's fast. It's faster than it was before, yeah, yeah. Right. Now, is that an April Fool's thing, or is that... I don't think so. I think that announcement came out before. Okay. I think but that's legit. I'm just wondering if that means that just the game just hasn't been selling well, if the DLC packs haven't been as successful as they were in DOA 5, you know. I'm, I'm curious why that happened to the game if it's not an April Fool's joke. 
No, I, I'm pretty sure it was announced before April Fools. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously it's already April first in Japan, but I think this was announced a few days ago. Yeah, but I mean, obviously that could definitely be the case, Fab Man Man. That maybe it's because they're gonna release Dead or Alive Six, you know, this, you know, you know, uh, Last Rites or whatever, you know. Oh, what? So, wow. Uh, you know, just have some update to the game or something like <laughs> Last that. Last Rites. Oh my god. <laughs> just sounds like one of those dangerous subtitles, you know, that you find the sequels. <laughs> well, I, I myself would not declare a game dead, as we discussed. Uh, in Street Fighter V, big news. Big news? <laughs> yeah. They came out with a new game. Oh, right, 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 yeah, 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 okay, okay, okay. I'm being serious. They came out with a new game no, called yeah, yeah. Neko Drop. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's called... Nico Drop, Cat Friends Nation. Yes. And in this game, which is a web game on their website at game.capcom.com, you can play as one of, well, you can, it's a puzzle game, right? So basically, you're somebody who has gone into a city full of interesting and unique cats, and you'd like to make friends with them. And so you go up to each of the cats, and you play their puzzle game, and if you win, then you get to spin a little wheel, and that wheel lets you decide which treat you give the cat. And if the cat likes the treat that you give them, then they'll be your friend. And then they'll be in your little cat encyclopedia, and you can read all about them. So it's not about actually dropping cats then, huh? You are not, you're not dropping any cats. Because I would drop Jasmine on my stream, because... Clearly, I won't get banned because that'll never happen, you know. Abusing cats oh, on stream never gets people banned, so. No, I don't think it does, yeah. No, no, not at all. So, so uh, I played this game for a little bit. Was that just the sound from the game? All right, let's mute that tab. So I, I played this game a little bit earlier today, and it's actually it's it's fun. It's a just kind of basic-ish puzzle game, nothing too fancy about it. But it is it's a fun game. It's a it's a cute and sort of funny game because you know when you when you meet the cats, they're all Street Fighter characters, and they're in cat form. So for example, you can meet Claw. Okay, that's the name of the cat, which is hilarious because cats have claws. And you could also meet C Honda. Cat Honda? Cat Honda. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the characters, the little cats have all these funny little views on them. I can't um, start the. Meet, I can't start Tyler it! Man, for example, Tiny Man is Abigail. Like, there's. I can't it's start really the game. Cool. I'm clicking start and it doesn't do anything. Well, um, then you'll never be able to get friends with cats, James. Oh I'm my sorry. god, I'm never going to have friends with cats. You can't be friends with the cat. Dang it. Okay, like I said, I think my cat, my, my computer this is really just messed. real. I'm not making it up. Yeah, it really is a game that's on their website now. There's a link in the chat. Like I said, game.capcom.com is where you can find it. And each character's there and they're all in these little cute cat forms and they're it's very cute and it's like they they, they they took waves idea you know the 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 the, the yeah, right, right, right. meowville versus catcom stuff 
and the I put this on Twitter, but the Alex cat has a little description, as every cat does, and the Alex one says, a cat that really likes to work out. He's self-conscious about his hairstyle looking like fried potatoes. Wow. That's hilarious. That's amazing. Right? Sorry, I lowered... It, it really, they really did a good job. Yeah, sorry, I accidentally lowered David's vo your volume for a second because I was clicking on the button and it was super loud, so... Sorry about that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways. Okay. Big news. Big news. You can meet cats who look like Street Fighter characters. I'm definitely going to mess with this after I reboot my computer, so... <laughs> it definitely is fun. Yeah, I played it for a little while. Uh, in other Street Fighter news, they had a supposed matchmaking update last week, mm -hmm. and that went live right before we went live last mm -hmm. Tuesday, and I, at the time, had a chance to play only a couple matches, and to me, it didn't really feel any different. Well, I've been playing in the week after that, and my, my feeling is that it sucks. <laughs> My feeling is that they did a bad job. Well, okay. Uh, so remember, it's a matchmaking patch. So it's not going to yes. change the quality of the games. Well, it could change the quality of the game if the matchmaking is worse. And I think that that is what's happening. So my matches that I've been getting on PS4 have mostly been worse connection than there were before. No, the, the actual netcode of when you're playing against somebody else is the same. Mm -hmm. But if you're getting worse people's connections in the first place, then you're going to have a worse time. And that has been my experience on PS4. It's consistently been worse. The, and the experience, that's a bummer. The experience that I've been having here is that it's trying to be a little bit more accurate on who they're trying to match you with. And so I've actually just found that I've been running into the same guys over and over again. So when it was inaccurate, you would run into people who didn't have good connections with you but that created more variety <laughs> now i just end up playing the same people constantly a lot of the times depending on the time of day of course as well so in, yeah. in actual like my matches have mostly been stronger i haven't run into as many i've ran get this get this i've run into a nash player that didn't have a bad connection Okay. That was wild. I, as soon as I ran into the Nash, I was like, well, this thing didn't work. And then he had a good connection. And I was like, okay. what? Oh, my God. And so, you know, uh, honestly, it has improved the overall quality of my matches. I just don't run into anybody anymore. I, 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 it takes me longer to get matches. I've heard for a lot of people out there who live in areas that they've, you know, they are far away from people that they can't get yeah. any matches anymore because they well, they so the the change supposed to have made it so that what was previously a five bar match is now a four to five bar match mm -hmm. so if you'd like to continue searching for the same people you could play against before then you can just search for four or five bar matches yeah five yeah. bar matches are supposed to be more exacting than that but i haven't changed it i've been still on five bars and my five bar connections have not been the people i was playing against before they've been worse that's interesting. I don't know why that is. I mean, maybe it's just a screw up in whatever way for how hmm. it's working for me. I don't know, but I really have time on PS4 than I did before. It's interesting. Okay, okay. <sighs> so that sucks. Anyway, one of these decades, maybe they'll get it right. <laughs> oh, man. I think that's it for game news. Yes, I believe it is. Okay. Did we get to everything so far? I think we did. Yeah, we talked yeah, about yeah, turns we got and everything. stuff. There's just a little bit of community stuff left, I think. 
Yeah, okay, so today is, well, maybe yesterday for many of you was a Trans Day of Visibility. Mm-hmm. And in that spirit, Cerroblast uh, came out as non-binary and trans. So congrats to Cerroblast. That's super cool. I'm sure that couldn't have been easy to do. But, um, you know, they seem happy about it, and, and that's, that's great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... Did you, did you see that awesome clip of Cerroblast Wake Up DP? Uh, no. Dude, that clip is, like, the best. That clip is the best because I'm not sure if they were pretending or not, but they kind of fell asleep on stream. Like, you could see they were playing, and in a match, they were, like, moving backwards with Ken, and then Ken just started crouching, and Sarah Blast is just, like, eyes closed. And then all And then, yeah, and the opponent's, like, attacking, attacking, and then they realized that Sarah Blast wasn't doing anything, so they threw him. Okay. They threw Ken, and they threw Ken again, and they threw Ken again, and then you can see Cerroblast kind of go, like, like eyes pop open, and immediately get up from the floor and do an EXDP, and so everyone's like, wake up, EXDP! And like... <laughs> Literally. And, and from there, Cerroblast won the match. <laughs> oh my god, alright. <laughs> it was amazing. It was super... Oh, they were doing a 24-hour stream. Okay. Whoa. There you go. Terrible there you idea. Go. But dude, it was the funniest thing because everyone's like, it was a real wake-up DP. And that is actually hilarious. That is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> because they literally like opened their eyes and the first thing that came to their mind was EXDP off the ground. And... <laughs> It worked. Wait, so, <laughs> it was so great. That That's great. What I said, I didn't even know about that, but that actually makes my comment, I feel like I'm more I'm more happy with it. Um, <laughs> what, did you, what did you put that on Twitter? Uh, when Sarah puts that on Twitter, my response was, hey, I look forward to commentating for Christina's random uppercuts the next time we get to help go back to tournaments. <laughs> that was my response. Yeah. And now hearing this, I'm like, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. It works out. It works out. You knew all along, right? You I knew. Did. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but, you know, I'm really happy uh, for Sarah Blast because uh, Sarah Blast sure. showed up to Evo, asked Christina one year, and, um, you know, from there... They went back to being Cerroblast for a long time, and I'd always wondered if it was just, you know, very difficult to do. And, of course, it is very difficult to do, you know. Uh, and I remember one time I, for one of those fighting game locals things, too, you know, I, I talked to Cero because I was going to be commentating some of their matches on, you know, on there as well. And I wanted to know about pronouns and things like that. So yeah. I'm actually really, really happy for Cerroblast and, you know... Look, I, I love Cerroblast to death. Uh, they come into my chat a lot of the times. You know, I've, I, 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 I really, really, you know, support them and, and how strong they are at Street Fighter. So, for sure. you know, uh, yeah. wish, wish them all the success. All the success, for sure. Absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Also, I beat Cerroblast the last time I played them on Ranked. Bam! Bam! Too soon, David. <laughs> now is not the time. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I have yet to run into any of the the known players on stream yet. I'm still running into uh to to to, to the golds and the platinums here. But like I said, uh, I I turned my stream into Road to Super Platinum, and I was at 8,500. And I thought it would take me a while, but here I am. In that one session, I got to 9,500. So uh, I am definitely playing a lot better. That is not to say I won't stop complaining. 
Like you will, that's me, right? Like I can't not do that. So I'm just sitting there on chat being like, yeah, this this doesn't work because Lucia, because they hate her, you know, like she's, why is her move so stubby? Damn it. You know, like why can't I cop him off of that? Like I'm going to do that. That's just how Uh I work. But that's, that's the way it works. So anyway, congrats to Cyril. Um, I think that's, you know, if there are other people who sort of that can reach and maybe have the same kind of. Um, you know, uh, uh, sort of questions going on. Then I, my my hope is that that, that could help somebody else uh, as well. Um, you know, I'm I haven't been in that position. I'm sure it's very difficult to deal with. Yeah, so, absolutely. Sure. And you know, that's again shout outs. You know, to Ricky Ortiz and everybody else. You know, ahead of Saro as well, making it so that our community is more welcoming towards it and more receptive to it. Obviously, we still have long ways to go. We have long ways to go. You know, Ricky still gets, you know, stupid things in chat. And I'm sure a lot of people still give Ricky a hard time, you know. But, you know, I I still feel like the FGC is better about that than a lot of other places. And uh, we can, we will only continue and strive to be better about it. You know, Sonic Fox obviously being a good leader for that reason as well, you know, and so. Yeah, well, we, we, have, we, have, we have quite a few and, and that's, that's great. Yeah, I, I agree. It's very important to continue to make things mm-hmm. uh, uh, better for even more people in the FGC, yeah, for sure. Exactly, so. Alrighty, well, I think that's all I got. Okay, cool, cool. Sounds good. Okay. Yeah. And, I'm uh, going to enter the local tonight. Oh, cool, cool. Is this the is this the uh, is this the World's Collide local online? It sure is, man. Nice, and nice. That's gonna take place <laughs> online, but it's still gonna be streamed by Commander Jesse. If you go to his stream, okay. then you can find that. He should be starting it around now. Well, uh, Hi-Fi also said that Hi-Fi has released a new video as well, a new documentary between the Tokido Daigo rivalry. I believe that's the video that Hi-Fi. Yeah, that's in to. my saved videos. I'm definitely going to check that out tomorrow. Okay, yeah. I so saw, check I saw that, that out. You were talking about that today. I will definitely watch tomorrow. So Twitch.tv/slash what is it? Uh, Hi-Fi th is it on YouTube or I'm sorry, YouTube.com/slash what is your YouTube channel, Hi-Fi? Do you do you have a do you have a, a, a shortcut for it yet? Because a lot of channels don't yet, which is uh, unf- you know, I, I'm not sure what the requirement to be able to get that is or not. Yeah, they've changed it a few times. I'm not sure what it is right now. Okay, I think it is Hi-Fi TH. It is. It is YouTube.com/slash/HiFi TH. Sorry, uh, and there you go. So uh, you can go to youtubecom slash th and check that video out. There you go. Come cool, on, man. Okay. Uh, All right. Well, what say you? We raid the Commander Jesse channel because that actually is going on. Okay, no problem. But uh, before we do that, just wanted to mention that you know I finally went for a top tier team card deck in uh, Tepen, and I got all the way up to like seventeen something. I was like fifteen hundredth ranked in the world and stuff. And so nice. using top tier decks definitely feels good. So. <laughs> It definitely does. It feels yeah. good. But I'll tell you this right now. I'm glad because it's a, a more fun variant of the Zero deck. Although now everybody is coming up with counters to it. So okay. it's actually getting a lot harder to win with that deck than it was before. So All right. Uh, but again, it's just lessons for me on CCGs that the meta changes. CCGs more than fighting games, you know, the best deck affects the overall infrastructure of the tier lists 
more than fighting games. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if, like, for example, uh, Morrigan Shadowblade got nerfed, so no people play Morrigan anymore. So now flight decks are way more scary. And so now there's a lot more flight decks and flight decks, while they might not be the best deck tier wise, if you put every deck in there, they're one of the best decks right now because they fight zombie rush decks. You know, it's 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 a lot different than it is in fighting games. And it's just one of those things I have to get used to. And it's interesting. It's a good so, lesson. Yeah, it's very, very fascinating. So, yeah. Cool, man. Okay. Anyways. Alrighty. Dungeon Ranky decks suck. I hate them. But anyways. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, Ooh, Shadon says that tomorrow PlayStation has a spring sale and Tekken 7 is only $10. So check Ooh, it out if you're interested. Okay, there you go. Definitely pick that up if you get the chance. So. All, All right, right, man. Want to burn them? I'm burning them right now. It's such a burden. Oh, by the way, I guess I also wanted to mention thanks to the people who have sent uh, me DMs and emails lately saying that it's good to have this show still going on even though we're all, you know, postponed and stuck at home and stuff. And uh, got, I got some people saying that it was uh, helpful to sort of maintain the normality of yeah. that and good to hear people talking about fighting games. I mean, you know, obviously we address the stuff with oh, cancellations and the problems, but right. to also still talk about the games, uh, they said it was very helpful, and yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. And, and you know, we've got David right here, even though I've listed him as hologram right now, but he is definitely right here. So That's right. How's your dad? How's your dad? Oh, he's doing well, thank you. Okay, I appreciate okay, cool, it. Uh, cool. All good. He didn't have COVID. He might have had an influenza. Uh, but he's doing fine, thanks. Okay, awesome, awesome. Cool. Stay safe out there, everybody. And again, you know, look, uh, needless to say, you know, not to put a somber end towards this whole thing, but, you know, self-quarantining, social distancing, it's all real. Let's all help flatten the curve. Let's all do our part to make sure that we can stop canceling events because it's not up to the organizers. It's up to us. It's absolutely up to us to stop these kind of things. So. I agree, man. Okay. All right, thanks for watching, and see you guys later. Peace.